You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, when the ho- co- when the one of the hosts is called in to work a- on Sunday, they move to Saturday morning. That's right, we're here Saturday morning live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, all the social media platforms. I found out recently that you can I, you can put video on Spotify uh, and made <laughs> so I was like, could we live stream to Spotify? Uh, so I'll, I'll look into that, folks. But uh, yes, we got a big show for you today. So who cares about talking to each other? Uh, but we're gonna be talking. <laughs> we're gonna be talking to you, the folks at home, with all the great wrestling that's happening in the world. I am Ryan Nightsey, and join as always is Scotty Edwards. Ryan. Yes. Ryan. Yes. I think. I think I got a feeling. Oh. Do you now? Because I'm. I think, can I think I... I'm hooked on a feeling. Hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. Hook. Yeah. <laughs> you had that ready. I can tell. I'm in love with Hook. <laughs> I guess we're going to, you know, we have a lot of news to get to, but I think the biggest news of the week <laughs> is that, guys, guys, Hook is one, he's all elite, which is hilarious because he's been on AEW television for over a year. Yep. And two, yep. he's good. He's really good. I like I like the idea that um, this entire time he has not been on under AEW contract, and Tony was like, I don't know, I don't know about this kid. You know, I think I'm gonna wait. Let's, you know, and Taz is like, we gotta give him a match. He's like, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know yet. A year later, send Hook. So, okay, okay, and then let's see how this guy. Okay, this kid's pretty good. Let's sign to that contract. Yeah, no, Hook debuted tonight. That's our leading topic today. Yeah, has to be hook. Hook is hook is here. He has been sent. He's eating chips, and uh, he was pretty good. He was actually really good. He's actually really good in that ring. 
Um, I I'm excited to see now. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna play devil's advocate. You, you gotta. know, we gotta see. I want to see those longer four matches, and then we'll. I'm gonna start uh, re- truly assessing the gentleman. Um, listen, listen. You, you you just gotta let it marinate. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta let it marinate like a good old steak. You just you can't be tossing them out there like every week. No. Every every time Hook steps out there, mm-hmm. it, it'll become it'll become a moment. It'll become a must see event for the fans because the fans they love Hook. And listen, people loved Hook before he ever stepped in the ring. And then the mofo said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you want you want to see?" Then he delivered in the ring. So, so I think I agree. I definitely agree with you that we gotta you know we gotta wait and see how. His style changes and, mm-hmm. you know, mix and moves. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it comes to debut matches, I mean, I tweeted this out. Wrestling's in good hands, man. They got Hook on one side. You got Braun Breaker on the other. These two are, you know, have a total of like eight matches. And I think the wrestling world has already decided that these two are the future stars of each company, which is just wild to me. But it's not crazy to think. I'll say it this this much, at least on entrance alone. Jesus Christ, Hook is just the action. Bronson, the the lights out with the white thing, making it look like it's a the, because of the entrance and everything. It looks like it's um, yeah. uh, what's it called? A speaker, like a, a boombox. Yeah, it looks like a boombox. Uh, he comes out just like the great ass lights. Like it feels like big time matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, he he got good reactions too. I mean, they're they were in New York, which is of course where he's from. Mm-hmm. But they even started a hook is gonna kill you chant in this man's first match to Fuego, who is undoubtedly a, a crowd favorite. Yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Because now it's been replaced. Not by when hook. they send hook. Yeah, I mean, hook is. Hook, the meme that has been Hook, he started out as just like, here's my son, Hook. And everyone's like, I'm sorry, your son's name is Hook? That's great. <laughs> and then we see the guy, and he's like, oh, shit, this kid's hot. <laughs> this sounds weird. That sentence sounds weird. That's the second. This, is exa- this is exactly how it went, though, for people. He's as, he's as hot as Gentleman Jervis. Um... <laughs> yeah, that rattled me. Thank you. <laughs> it, uh, he is, man, and he's just good in that ring. He's just, I mean, that's also... <laughs> I mean, that's the same reason like Braun Breaker's over. It's just like at the end of the day, wrestling fans just want to see guys throwing other dudes around, right? I mean, like that's that's all we want to see at the end of the day. Well, I think with I I think the <laughs> Braun Breaker's family also <laughs> Taz. But I think that works with Taz too. But yeah. like <laughs> every time the man shows up, they're like, all right, they're gonna do something Steiner. And they're going to do Steiner math or something. And I think that helps a lot. But they both have a chance to, uh, you know, surpass that. Oh, we're just the sons of, you know, good wrestlers that did a lot of suplexes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very weird coincidence. But it's true. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm, we're, we're not kidding. Hook, Hook is a star. Like, I think, I think a lot of people kind of just said it for fun because like the hook meme that has become a thing. Yeah. Like this, this kid has a lot going for him already. He's very smooth. Very special. He's very smooth in the ring. He's got a lot of like this basics down that, Mm. you know, he also has a style that like no one else has in AEW, at least based off one match. 
Yeah, it, this is all based off one match, and of course there there's that hype surrounding Hook. So I, like I said, I want to see him uh, wrestle a longer match. I want to see him sell more uh, mm-hmm. to get a real understanding. But I, you know, of what I've seen so far, good. There's some promise. There's some promise in this kid. Would um, you say you're hooked? Some would. Some would argue the same thing that I am, in fact, hooked. Uh, and <laughs> the feeling is mutual. Um, speaking of other stars, uh, a lot of news this week. Um, uh, WWE uh, has was unable to sign new contracts for three of their stars, um, and that being Johnny Gargano, Kyrie Sane, and seemingly Kyle O'Reilly. We know his contract is up, but no one has heard anything in regards to his contract uh, being renewed or whatever. So the assumption is just that he, he's out. So I, w- I would actually lose my mind if he resides with them. Yeah, if we just hear like Kyle back and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna beat you up, Von Wagner." Uh, it's like, what? Oh, Kyle, yeah. what are you doing, man? The dream, Kyle O'Reilly versus Vlog Wagner, part duh. <laughs> but what do you feel about this? Um, one, I guess, you know, what is your likelihood that any of these people will resign, and if they at will at all? And two, you know, what do you think's the next steps for these guys? I still think Johnny's the most likely to resign. Like I know he came out with a pro wrestling t-shirt and he has a Twitch now and yada, yada, yada. And those were all very shocking because I think a lot of us thought, okay, maybe he's going to step away for a few minutes and then come back. And, you know, maybe he'll step away for a few months because okay, this is having a baby mm-hmm. come back maybe in uh, March or April and go all the day. But, when you open a t-shirt store that says uh, bet on yourself and, you know, a bunch of other things about Johnny wrestling, uh, he had some actually cool designs, if anyone cares, uh, which you probably don't. But I still think he's the most likely to go back. Very interesting. If he doesn't, where he goes, I think AW makes a lot of sense there. Uh, if Kyle O'Reilly goes back, like I said, I will be very upset because that man just does not belong there anymore. Just doesn't belong there. There is literally a tag team partner waiting for his arrival in AEW. And uh, they, of course, are starting to kind of mesh the Undisputed Era and Elite stuff together. So mm-hmm. you brought you add in Kyle, then you start that inner war. They probably already have the Tony Khan, honestly, probably already has the story drawn up. He's just waiting for Kyle to, you know, sign on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe... Wednesday, if his contract has expired, as they say, Wednesday is a possibility, uh, which is also New Year's Dash at the end of the year or TBS, because you know they're going to want to load that show up as well. Uh, and then Kyrie Sane, there's no way Kyrie Sane's going back because it sounds like one, which we all knew, she does not want to come back to America full time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, she'll probably come back to America for like a one off or something, but. She doesn't want to move back full time. She's married. She's happy. She's been living in Japan for the past year and a half now. You know, since well, leaving WWE, especially since COVID's happening. Appar- right. Apparently, she's like, well, I don't want to go back, especially since COVID is happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, that helps. And then it does. Set, so WWE, of course, wanted her back in the ring. Let's not uh, just pass that. And that's probably because the WWE Japan stuff ended, and they were like, okay, well. We, we would like to pay you 
but we want you to wrestle. And she was probably like, mm, nah, good. Um, so the excitement starts to fill for in the Joshi scene because Kyrie Hojo returning to, it would have to be stardom. She's not going anywhere else. Uh, it, it's very exciting. It's very, uh, if they were able to add Kyrie Hojo to their current roster, shit, she would go down. And when we say that, I mean, like, you know, we're talking about Kyrie Hojo potentially showing up this Saturday at Osaka Super Wars. And yeah. Then, and then and then to be able to set up a match for Dream Queendom, which, by the Maya way, doesn't really, have a I, match. I, I hate that. I hate Dream Queendom. It's just such a hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the Queendom part. The Dream part messes me up every single time. Yeah. But Maya yes. doesn't have a match. Yeah. It's it, it it feels it it the the pieces are there that feels like maybe they were natural pieces maybe they were concocted pieces knowing what was on, on the horizon. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I think I for me I think Kyrie saying to stardom is a no brainer. I think you know if she doesn't want to go to America and she doesn't want to leave Japan and obviously no part of that reason is if she goes to America there's a chance she's stuck in America. Um, so I don't, I understand not wanting to go to America. If you want to, if you want to wrestle, that's going to be stardom. That's her old home. I, I don't, you know, it's the biggest Joshi promotion in the world. So I don't see why, (laughs) where else she would go. Um, rattled. O'Reilly also feels like a no brainer to AEW. I mean, everything's also set up perfectly for there. They're already teasing that Adam Cole is like left Bobby fish behind twice during matches. Um, so they're already sort of teasing that, like, there's the connection through Adam Cole, but Adam Cole seems to be aligning with the elite. So there's, there's that whole thing. And then Gargano, he's the interesting one. I'm not reading too much into the t-shirts and the Twitch stuff, um, simply because this man, uh, is a free agent. So he has no income money coming in. His wife does. Um, but they also have a baby on the way and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Johnny Gargano's like, yeah, you know, you, maybe I should make a few extra dollars while I'm sitting back playing video games. Why not just stream it and make <laughs> some money off of it? I don't blame the man whatsoever. Cause he's like, yeah, I got a kid. I don't, I, I'm in the camp that I don't think Gargano's going anywhere until after February, March or so, yeah. um, with you know if you know wait as long as may if you wanted to and then show up at what double or nothing no all out all in what are you double or nothing i saw someone make the bold claim that maybe he does bola and then goes back Ooh, that would be interesting bola is happening yeah that i i like sick i like the idea of gargano doing spots here and there and then, and then fully make, in making a full time roster return sometime in in the spring. Yeah. Um, I think that's. I, I think honestly, that's not a bad idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think anyone would be upset if. I don't think NXT or WWE would be upset if he just was like, "Oh yeah, let's go here." Uh, I I also think I'll also be in the camp that I think Gargano should not return to WWE, not because well, yeah, I, I, I WWE and NXT are kind of the the pits, but also. Um, <laughs> The the man has done everything. The high paying pits. The high paying pits, yes. The man has done practically everything, um, in like in terms of character wise. Uh going up to the main roster will just be more of what we've already sort of seen against 
different people, which would be interesting. But you know, you know, we're talking. It's Vince McMahon, WB. Yeah, his like, size. They're not, not going to run Roman Reigns versus Gargano. No, so it doesn't. He's gonna be. He's gonna be in the twenty four seven title stuff. He can because he's also funny. <laughs> you know, like he can do the comedy. He's gonna be doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I don't think anyone wants to see that. If he stays, I think it's the same story that if Kyle Riley stayed, either of them would just stay and be coaches. Which you know, if that's what they want to do, sure. But also, like, you know, you got to bring Gargano in. And also, if I'm Tony Khan and I'm the Young Bucks, uh, you know, you you gotta you you make you make the hard sell to Johnny Gargano. Uh, in a weird way, Johnny Gargano is the investment to hopefully then bring in Candice LeRae down the line uh, in a couple of years. So that's that's the investment move is to get her really. I mean, it's a win-win if you can get both of them. Yeah, and then in 20 years, you get their child <laughs> to wrestle Hook for the world title. <laughs> well, yeah, because once Hook gets to, like, age 24, he's going to win the world title, mm-hmm. and he's never going to lose it again. So, How old do you uh, think Hook is, by the way? 21. I think he's actually, I looked this up on Thursday, uh, he is actually 22. My God, I mean, Hook are the same age. I feel so... Wow. You're having existential crisis about Hook? Yeah. Oh. More like... Yeah, I got <laughs> Oh, great, great. Uh, speaking about other releases, uh, this was sad news that came out earlier this week. Uh, Jeff Hardy uh, was released by WWE. Uh, the initial report, I believe, is by WrestleVotes and then Fightful uh, deemed as well. WWE has made no comment about the matter. Um, according to Wrestling Observer, Jeff Hardy... Uh, was at, at following that sort of inc- incident at the um, WB Live house show where he got a hot tag and then immediately left the ring. Um, looked very strange on videotape. Uh, apparently, according to Wrestling Observer, WB requested slash kind of ordered him to go to rehab. He said no. Um, at that point, he said no, apparently knowing the consequences WWE knew that, hey, if we release this guy, you know, he's probably going to go to AEW with his brother. But this is the third incident since 2019. What are you going to do? You kind of have to let him go. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. Where do I start? One, I understand why WWE released him. But as you said, third instance... Uh, and at, at one point, it becomes uh, too difficult if he's not willing to get help. But, but I think it's wrong on all of our parts to just assume that Jeff Hardy's just went off the rails in a sense. Like, to me, there's not really been a f- full sign of that. I understand he left during a match into the crowd. But I don't know. Do we know for sure that's why? Like, do we? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he had to poop. Like, <laughs> this is just me. This is just me having actual assumptions here. I feel like that's you know not out of the realms of possibilities. But I understand the way it looks. The way it looked. Uh, I can understand why people instantly went to. Oh, I hope he's okay. And him saying no to rehab, scary thing. But. I don't know. I mean, if you've read the tweets from uh, Beth Hardy, his wife, she said he's fine. 
um, which she has done before. But Matt Hardy had a pretty welcoming tr- uh, tweet as well this week where it said he feels extremely, with an X, uh, good about the future. And I feel if there's anyone that's going to get to him and know that he's okay by now, it has to be Matt. It has to be Matt. So, one, I hope Jeff Hardy's fine. I hope he's dandy. I hope he's great. Um, and he's going to go, you know, make a lot of money when the Hardy boys reform and he's going to save Matt from the whatever thing he's been doing for the past year that I still don't like to talk about. Uh, (laughs) And I just hope, I just hope within the next year we can just celebrate that Jeff Hardy, you know, is in a W healthy, happy and all that jazz, because uh, I talked to you about it this week. That news, that schedule of going back on the road and wrestling four times a week can't be good for a 40-plus-year-old who does a swanton bomb and probably has to do it most matches he's in. What, wrestle four or five times a week? Uh, at Do the it, swanton bomb four or five times a week, whether he's missing or not. <laughs> yeah, um, 44 years old, recovering, you know, addict still. I mean... Yeah. recovered recovering you know that's that that is is, is is his story but you know it's it is you know it's it's a bad schedule and i and i don't blame him for wanting to either leave or having i mean and and that's the other thing i think um yeah i i think it's probably you know i think you know, anything my, my personal thought is i think based on like evidence it's, it might be some sort of relapse sort of issue just based on like trends and evidence that we have. But at the same time, you know, we have to remember that like in 2019, he had, or I think it was 2019 is when he had that DUI. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's had something else. Uh, and he was always been able to bounce back. I don't necessarily, or at least I hope not necessarily think that this is a sort of like full on, you know, TNA right. victory road relapse situation. I think yeah. this is one bad night. And this is his third bad night in it's in what three two years two three years, yeah. So you know that's them's the breaks. Got to release him, you know. And and we saw after the DUI, he he's back on the back on the road, doing okay, doing all these good things. And I I obviously hope as a fellow human being that he's able to still get past these demons. Obviously, they're still there, and he's mm-hmm. still you know he's working on him and. Shit takes time. Shit takes time. It's a constant struggle with addiction. Yeah. But I'm uh, not, we're no experts. I, so I don't know. No, no. Uh, really, all we do hope is that Jeff Hardy is fine mm-hmm. uh, for that, really, all that matters here. And uh, it's a shame because, you know, if anyone's been checking, uh, taking any attention to WWE, it sounded like he was going to get the next uh, Universal Championship match. That was probably going to be the next story. They were kind of building him up for that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would have liked to see Jeff get that one more you know, shot at the world title and then maybe leave because we knew his contract was up this coming year. Yeah. We, we had very good knowledge of that. It's been said that once Jeff Hardy's contract's up, he's probably going to go join his brother. Like that is common knowledge among a lot of people. And uh, unfortunately, 
we never got that, but I think that would have been a hell of a story. But now Jeff can go get have a hell of a story elsewhere when he's right, when he's ready. Um, and we just hope him best because I think a lot of us, a lot of people overall, have grown up Jeff Hardy fans. So mm-hmm. we all want the best for him. We all want the best for him. Yeah. Um, other news items uh, we'll get to is. So obviously, since we're recording on Saturday, uh, if we recorded our normal time uh, tomorrow on Sunday, we would have been talking about this show and reviewing the show. And in some ways, it's nice uh-huh. that we're doing. Do you mean the biggest Ring of Honor show of the week, which is Winter is Coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what I do mean is the end oh. of an era show final battle which we uh, are doing a part two preview. Can you believe it, Scotty? That uh, It's kind of needed. It's kind of <laughs> needed. Boy, howdy, it is kind of needed. Uh, uh, during the week, uh, Ring of Honor announced that Bandito, the Ring of Honor world champion, who is going to be in the main event defending the title against Jonathan Gresham, uh, tested positive for COVID. Because of that, he is no longer able to compete at... Uh, Ring of Honor final battle. Uh, uh, I believe a day or two later, it was announced that the replacement match is going to be uh, for you know, obviously non-title. It, no news about vacating the title on Bandito's part, but it looks like it's going to be Gresham versus Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal, AEW's Jay Lethal, um, is the replacement match. Uh, before I get to other news, Scotty, thoughts on that whole situation? Uh, sucks for Bandito. Second year in a row, he's going to miss final battle due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, he had it bad. So here's the hoping that he's okay. Uh, here's the hoping maybe he can be asymptomatic or something of the sorts. Yeah. Uh, but I think we can both agree, while we have come on this show and made it very well known, our thoughts on Jay Lethal, the human being, this felt like the layup for them. It absolutely did. And I know the running gag for you is, oh, he hates the foundation. But uh, to close this chapter of Ring of Honor, I don't think you could have two uh, more fitting wrestlers to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gresham has been the rising star of sorts over the past three years or so. And Jay Lethal has been the... He's pretty much been their franchise player for a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he was in, he was there before too, but it's been pretty much a decade long of him just being there and being solid for them. So uh, it, it, it felt wrong that he wasn't originally on final battle. So it does feel right that he is now on the show, but definitely a letdown. That's my favorite Jay Lethal uh, bit. <laughs> When I'm here in a company, I'm here to stay. Are you going to be at Final Battle? Ooh, no. No, I'm not going to be there. Uh, Tony Khan. Oh, no, no. You can be at Final Battle. He's like, oh, go. No, no, no. I don't want to be there, man. And then here <laughs> I am at Final Battle. Yeah, no. Uh, I Well, a lot of people, obviously, the dream match there was Brian Danielson. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone wanted that thing. I um, pitched a great angle for that. Yeah, you pitched a great angle. If seeing that it seems to be non-title, I think a, a thirty-minute draw would have been excellent, and I would have loved it. Um, at the same breath, uh, what you looking for? Oh, someone was hitting uh, the the ceiling. <laughs> just go, just go. 
<laughs> You're losing your mind over there, Scotty. Um, Brian Danielson. Uh, well, I'm hooked on a feeling, okay? <laughs> Brian Danielson, um, in, unless they can agree to a 30-minute draw, there's no way he was going to be there. One, uh, I mean, Ring of Honor is not going to be able to pay for the guy, so it's going to be a t- TK pay, uh, NWA style. Oh, also, uh, you can't have Danielson lose, right? Like, you're ha- This is the Saturday before winter is coming. You can't have Danielson lose. Uh, I would have loved if they had Danielson come out and then like they do like a Ring of Honor some sort of thing where like Page comes out, Adam Page comes out, and then they do an angle, and then Jonathan Gresham eventually wins the match because of that sort of thing. That's very WWE, but I could see that happening in Ring of Honor, and that'd be fine. Um, that and I just think that'd be hilarious. But it's obviously not happening here. Um, lethal makes sense in kayfabe in the story. I I you know I. I joke that he hates the foundation, but that is, if you watch the TV tapings, that is the storyline that's been happening. He has been sort of feuding, the foundation's been feuding with the righteous in Vincent. Uh, Vincent plays his tape, out of context tape of Jay Lethal being like, I don't even like the foundation. And the foundation guys are like, whoa, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, so in kayfabe, in this story, in the world of Ring of Honor, this match makes sense. It's the perfect match that Ring of Honor could have at this moment as the replacement. Is it the match that the wrestling world wants? Not necessarily, but uh, we'll see what happens there. The other news coming out of Fightful is that apparently AEW is sending more people over to Ring of Honor. Are they sending Hook? I don't know. They're saying sending, so it could probably be Hook. Uh, but he has no Ring of Honor ties, so I don't know. Uh, but they're sending, apparently, according to Fightful Select, AEW is sending more people over. Uh, we don't know who, obviously, but there's going to be more people there. Um, and also, on top of that, Impact is going to be sending over somebody. Um, a, a, full, a full-time signed wrestler. Uh, I heard, I've heard people speculate Chris Sabin. I've heard... Um, uh, 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 Eddie Edwards, uh, and then they can bring in Davey Richards and do the American Wolves. Um, Chris Saban, I think that makes sense. I think I agree with you. Moose is obviously right up there. Ring of Honor star Moose. You just got to name all the former ROH stars. Absolutely wild to me, by the way, that Moose was in Ring of Honor. What a period they had. <laughs> I'm looking and up. then he said, now, nah, you know what? I'm going to move up in the world. I'm going to go to Impact. Let's see which, which Impact wrestler, full-time Impact wrestler, can probably show up. Chelsea I mean, Green, Chris Saban and Eddie Edwards are probably the answer. And we're, Yeah, we're, of course, we're thinking people that are previously in Ring of Honor. So Chris Saban is the only guy that really pops up. Eddie Edwards could be there. Diana, no, she has Ring of Honor ties, but no, that'd be a weird one. Um, well, she was there, but be weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's like nobody else on this list. No, we 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 nailed the few that would be options. Johnny uh, Swinger, maybe. Uh, give, give me, give me the Motor City Machine Guns versus the American Wolves. Jordan Grace. What? What are you, are you just naming people now? <laughs> Kind of. Okay, cool. Um, I'm expecting AEW to have Christopher Daniels there. I'm expecting. Oh yeah, I mean, and and, and Kaz, you send Kaz over. Why not? Yeah, sure. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, it would be shocking, I think, to see Punker Danielson. Truthfully, uh, 
but you know they're both Ring of Honor, you know the Bailey Ring of Honor around uh, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're two of the bigger ones, but there's plenty of roster members up and down that AEW roster that have ROH. They're getting Bobby Fish. Yeah, I, I think I think the easiest ones are like Daniels, Daniels, Kaz, Bobby Fish. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly, you know, maybe Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, he could show up. That'd be nice, actually. Former Ring of Honor World Champion, Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole, baby. Adam. Three time. There, there's a lot of people. Well, bucks. I think the question is, That's also, this thing. goes to the whole final battle thing is, is this an actual end of Ring of Honor or is this like, oh, just a hiatus, which is super weird oh. still. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> there's this idea of, how much of a eulogy of Ring of Honor they want to do? Because <laughs> they could they could bring in whoever they want. We can get video messages from all these people. You know who the hell knows? Right. Um, so it's the questions there. The questions were all there, and we just have to, you know, who the hell knows is going to happen. All right, let me ask you the question. Sure. Since you know we're not we're not talking about final battle until next week when it's all said and done. I I will personally be watching live tonight live on fight yeah free press you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome uh ring of honor yeah uh you're welcome do you think tonight is the final event ring of honor ever runs i i want to say no i i want to say no but I wouldn't be surprised if it is like I, I part of me feels like, yeah, it's very weird. And a lot of the guys, a lot of the people that are like really eulogizing ring of honor right now are like your Dalton castles, your, I mean, I don't want to say G late, G lethal. He got out of there as soon as possible. Um, uh, uh, your Dalton castles, your, your Tavens, your Briscoes, your people that have, that are your full-time Ring of Honor contracted wrestlers that uh, only worked had good contracts to only work at Ring of Honor. You know, they yeah. before all the in, in you know they weren't doing indie spots. You know, right. Um, so all those people are the guys super eulogizing Ring of Honor. Everyone else, I think, is upset, but it doesn't necessarily. I don't get that vibe. So I can see them. Um, cut, basically trimming the top of the card, and then reworking and restructuring, and having a lot of the the lower card, and having your Eli Isom still around, and and all that stuff. That that is that is what I think. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's the last show, but you know, at this point, you know, it, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think Sinclair. Is gonna is gonna get rid of them. I think if Ring of Honor is able to trim it down, but then run some actual shows of actual people, I think they can make more money and that'd be good for their business. And maybe they can stay around, but they have to they have to change that up. And I don't. It's they got to change up a lot of things if they want to continue being around. I guess. So the answer is you have no freaking clue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm leaning to no, but I have no freaking idea. I think the silence on behalf of Jonathan Gresham has actually been very interesting. Uh, He hasn't been, he's been very loyal in a sense that 
the only thing we know about his future is that he's you know has his own little promotion going on in Georgia. Which I can't. Which, we're we're gonna preview that show, man. Yeah, <laughs> Terminus, which he uh, tweeted the other day. Should we air it live? And I was like, yes, come on now. Uh, but that's really all he's been doing. He hasn't been taking too many dates mm-hmm. um, in the future. Of course, he's gonna be part of the sixteen karat gold tournament, but that's you know that's fine. I don't think that affects anything but also gresham has already been taking dates so it's like hard right, to tell if true. it's anything different he took it before the ring of honor stuff yeah. was announced he's been yeah. doing gcw he's been doing new japan you know he's- yeah so it's it's weird it's weird i mean to me perfect perfect scenario for jonathan gresham is that he does aw and new japan while getting to do his other stuff maybe he'll can show up for some gcw shows um and of course, Terminus, uh, which is a big one. I just think we we agreed when we talked about Ring of Honor closing down that he is the guy, like he is the the free agent of sorts. So I'm just interested to see what he does following tonight's show. Yeah, what does he do? What does he go to AEW at Winter is Coming? Does he? not go to AEW at all that's definitely a possibility that i think a lot of us are just kind of like not thinking about because everyone just looks at AEW and says oh that's the place mm-hmm. if you're if you're top of the top you got to go there i don't think that's the way gresham works i've never gotten that feeling that that's his uh that's his whole idea and really him winning that ring of honor world title is still that's still mission number one even if the, the title's not on the line, but I think it will end up being on the line somewhere uh, soon. I don't know how. Maybe it's on tonight. Maybe they do uh, Shane Taylor versus Kenny King, Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham. Winner goes to that. What? How, how dare you mispronounce that name? No, we're not. No, we're not. It's doing Shane that. Taylor versus Kenny K I N G King. King. It's just, no, that was not. No. <laughs> Uh, Ring He's of like Honor, the least important part of this entire scenario. Ring of Honor has stated that during the hour one YouTube uh, pre-show, they're going to address the world title situation. So we will find out what is happening with that world title at some point. You know who's the second biggest free agent coming out of Ring of Honor? Who? This might be a hot take, but Ian Riccoboni. That dude is so good at his job, and I hope that he doesn't go away from pro wrestling. If I was AEW... I, and I understand what their purpose is, but if I was AEW, while JR is out, I would bring in Ian Riccoboni. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I, I think Either he, that or New Japan brings him in. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah, please. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because then, cause then uh, well, because Kevin, I, don't, I was going to say, I was like, then Kevin Kelly can stay in Japan. And it's like, well, no, he has a family that he would like to see. <laughs> Um, you can bring him to strong. You can bring now. him. You can bring him to strong, and then Kelly doesn't have to necessarily work those dates if he doesn't necessarily want to. You can roll out the uh, Rickabani Aiden English combo, which I think would actually be pretty good, and not that guy that I have to listen to all the time, Kozlov. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's not good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think Ian Rickabani is like a huge get for any promotion if they really want to get him. I, I think he's outstanding commentator. Put him, I mean, put him in impact, and you're going to make impact seem more uh, important. 
Wouldn't uh, have to listen to Matt Stryker anymore. <laughs> Sounds like a win there. <laughs> yeah, like he is. I mean, I love the commentary team of Caprice and Ian. Uh, I think they're outstanding, yeah. uh, outstanding duo. And I, yeah, I agree. I think they're a get if you want to get them. And I, and again, I understand why Jr. is there because Jr. is there to attract uh, that sort of older audience. Kind of, but that's also the similar of Shivoni. So I also think Ian Riccoboni is very similar. And some he's more similar to Excalibur than he is to Jr. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, f- who cares? You got an empty seat. <laughs> give me, give me Riccoboni and Taz calling Rampage. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not have Excalibur just be the head of uh, Dynamite and then do Riccoboni and uh, in Taz? Yeah. I mean, because uh, Excalibur does all the other shows too. Like, it's not a bad thing to give them time away and just you know, be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. listen, you don't have to do every show. Like, yeah. You can take, you can take a break." Yeah, uh, and we know, and we Rampage know, is so short, and we know the EVPs love him. I, I remember distinctly Cody Rhodes saying how much he loves Ian Riccoboni, thinks he's one of the best commentators. And he was saying that around All In. I think he definitely has a spot there if he wants it um and which of course they'd have to figure it out but ian riccoboni going somewhere else it will be another domino in the or another arrow in the quiver of everyone being like oh yeah there's no longer gonna be a uh (laughs) i could see him wait it out i could definitely see him wait it out i agree uh you know because he has other he works elsewhere he's not only a pro wrestling commentator but i feel that he should be say he's that good yeah uh but i guess we'll see i guess we'll see uh moving on let's move on talk about let's review nxt war games baby nxt 2.0 war games holy shit that feels so long ago yeah god some ice cold so much happens in a week some ice cold takes of war games that when we review these shows that are a week off it's just it's not ice cold it is just dead. <laughs> I like I like how the ice cold takes seemingly only come up with WWE stuff. Well, yeah, because we record on Sundays yeah. and all their pay per views are on, except for day one. Yeah, baby. Is H. I I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna good. go to day one. Good. It's a good show. It's a good card. Well, my here are my thoughts. One. There was like three matches that I saw announced so far. One of them is Roman Reigns versus Brock. The other is like Usos versus the New Day, and another one is Big E versus Rollins versus Owens. And that and what could be Owens' last match in WWE. That might be all their best talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> left. On top of that, it's a Saturday, so great. Uh, on top of that, uh, this uh, apparently day one, and I could have guessed this. Uh, day one is Nick Khan's idea. So, and apparently Nick Khan wants it to be a future, like, five, you know, part of the big five major pay-per-views. So, they want the show to be really good. Um, It's a good concept. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good concept. But they want it to be really good. Nick Khan is the CEO, so you got to impress the CEO of the show, a whole damn thing. Uh, Or CFO, or whatever the hell he is. Um the president chief chief firing officer anyways nxt 2.0 um yeah so let's talk nxt 2.0 main event war games men's war games team black and gold versus team 2.0 Braun breaker 
Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo defeat the team of Gargano, L.A. Knight, Pete Dunne, and Tommaso Ciampa. Any ice-cold takes on this match? It was an emotional ride. It, it was an emotional ride from the from the start. I, I think I, I think you know what I'm talking about. He's eating a donut, by the way, everyone. I just want to call him out. He's eating a donut. So, like, just so calm, so simple. He's like, yeah. Look, if there is if there is any show we're going to talk about today where I'm I'm going to be able to eat food. Uh, I think well, after this one match, it doesn't actually matter. Uh, But but, also, uh, uh, real real quickly, I just want to say I don't think we've had an episode that has been so copyrightable than today's. (laughs) We've played so many copyrighted music today. That's true. We're gonna get pains for sure. But yes, sorry. You were talking about Johnny Gargano, seemingly his last match in the in the Fed. I was emotional, man. Like when that song hit, I was like, "Oh, he's leaving." Yeah. And and me, my for myself, for myself, I I didn't really talk about this last week because I didn't think he was really gonna leave. Like, I just didn't. And then the music hit, and I was like, "He looks emotional." I'm now emotional. Johnny Gargano for me is someone that you know really. I was a big fan. I still am. I'm not I'm not saying I'm no longer a fan of Johnny Gargano, but those NXT days, like those days before, even before he was in the title hunt, he was teamed with Champa, and he's just having all these great matches to take over before AEW's ever a thing. I mean, that was that was it. NXT was it for a long time for a lot of us. And it it sucks that NXT's become what it is now, but it's understandable, as we've said time and time again. But Johnny Gargano was a big part of that. His match with Andrade is still one of the best matches I've seen in the past decade. It's just it's so it's just so good. Uh, his feud with Adam Cole, his feud with Champa, even though that you know got old after a while and his tag matches as part of DIY. Those always were part of my favorites. DIY is one of my favorite tag teams ever. Like I'm not, I won't lie about that. And uh, when the music hit and uh, he walked out there, I was like, shit, this is uh this. If Johnny Gargano leaves NXT, NXT, it, it's, it's completely over. Like he, he was that heart for the brand. So uh, seeing him here, and I thought he did his part in helping the likes of a Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller and Tony D'Angelo all look better in their uh, win. I thought him and Carmelo Hayes had a good start. It's funny because they started off the match very wrestling-based. Like, there was no War Games aspect to it, and I thought that was good, and I am sad. Yeah, I. in a lot of ways, you can uh track the history and more so i would say the popularity of nxt through johnny gargano's story in nxt you know like coming in as an unsigned talent eventually getting put into uh dusty Rhodes cup with champa they become a tag team they go into the cruiserweight well not they don't go into the cruiserweight but um no wait did they 
They were in the cruiserweight. Yeah, they class. were in the cruiserweight. Doing they that. fought each other in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, the sh- NXT gets more and more popular. And who was the biggest star at NXT's peak? It was Johnny Gargano. Voice of, Voice of Wrestling had this take as well, that Johnny Gargano is arguably the biggest star NXT has ever had, seeing that he was the biggest star at its peak. Um, he is the, he is what NXT was. And, you know, we talked about this yeah. last week a lot when we were previewing board games is that, um, NXT is no longer that Andrade Gargano, uh, Alistair Black, you know, even, you know, DIY versus, I was going to say FTR, uh, DIY <laughs> versus those guys. Um, the revival, the revival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's no longer that. And with Gargano, you know, getting diminished, put down the cards a little bit to start putting over the new talent, uh, you know, it, and him now leaving, it's th- that period is, is uh, I would say, officially dead and gone. And another reason why I don't want to leave one Gargano back is it's now time for NXT to have a new person. And uh, I think they have some people i don't think they have the right people yet i mean gargano wasn't a, a, an immediate hire that nxt made when when they became nxt so it's it's going to take time i don't if i were to pick anyone out of this out of this team 2.0 i think they got something in hayes i think they got something in waller uh tony d'angelo i'm still unsure about uh braun breaker i don't i don't hear him getting a a ton of praise uh this 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 match I think part of it is because he couldn't break the lock off of a door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt a lot of street cred for Braun Breaker. But but they made him look like a star. And yeah. again, that was the that was the goal of this match. And I think they let all eight shine. I I think that's important. Like even L.A. Knight and Tony D'Angelo shine, which I thought were the you know weaker parts of the team. I think they had some shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought. I thought it was a very good War Games match. Uh, I mean, judging these matches is so weird because, you know, it's just plunder and plunder and plunder and more plunder. Mm -hmm. But I thought the way they told the story was really good. And I like the ending where, you know, Braun Breaker almost just kills Carmelo Hayes, by the way, when Carmelo Hayes is up for the uh, fairy tale ending. And then Breaker just spares Champa, and also it looked like he caught Carmelo Hayes' head mm-hmm. on the way through. But and then he hits the power slam for the win. Uh, they accomplished everything they wanted to with the match, and everything they should have wanted to, because you're trying to get over the new talent. I thought you got over the new talent by pinning Champa. Listen, I don't think Tony D'Angelo is going far. I don't. I really don't. He's he's doing the Gabagoo thing. That's not happening. It's just not happening. Uh, Grayson Waller, listen, they can keep trying to make him a thing. I don't, I don't really know. I think it's the other two. Those two are the prize possessions of sorts of NXT 2.0. And, uh, I think those are the two you just keep focusing on, but you had to fill in the other spots. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, they definitely, they needed a fourth guy. They're like, who's, who's popular right now? Tony D'Angelo, kid him in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm still, and I brought it up last week when we were previewing it. Is just like the idea that the heels are the the new guys. Yeah, it's weird. This match, because they were the heels, the team 2.0 were the heels, and because it's seemingly Gargano's last match in the in the NXT, this match was laced in like good feeling, sad, bittersweet nostalgia 
over the DIY Johnny Gargano story. And it was it was laced throughout. So for me, I'm just like, I think this match, I think the 2.0 guys for me got good moments, but the star of the match was like Ciampa and Gargano. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and, I, and that's the frustrating <laughs> thing for me because it's like, if this point of the match was to put over 2.0, I think Johnny Gargano and Ciampa got a bigger limelight. Yeah. That's my that's there, my gripe. That's no, I agree. I think DIY was you know the main attraction here, but it's an it was a weird game to play for NXT the way they had to book this because they had the you know they probably knew Gargano was on his way out mm-hmm. and him and Champa. I mean, this is their last time on screen together. This is their last time they're teaming together. Yeah. So you want to get all those moments together. Yeah. You know, they hit the uh, a, super kick double knee com- uh, knee combo. Um, it's a hands-tied the- situation. Yeah, yeah. And I think they did the best they could to make it work. Like, it's a, it's really difficult to put all that together mm-hmm. and still somehow try to get the young guys over while everyone's cheering for DIY, and that was never going to not happen. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they did good for what they needed. And um, it's it's really weird because, like, if you watch NXT 2.0 afterwards, which was not that great of a show, uh, Braun Breaker is just very loud cheer. Like, he is very much a baby face. But for that match solely, he had to be a heel. It's it's really weird, like, the way they're doing it. I mean, Toxic Attraction was cheered on, in the first match. I don't understand what is in the water? Oh, well, it's Florida, so probably funny. But like that crowd off the hinges, I have I have zero understanding of what they're cheering for. But uh, yeah, let's well, let's the, just let's just go right into that one. Let's just go right into the. Uh, let's we'll do the audible and go right into the women's war okay. games match. Uh, women's war games not go into the two singles matches. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the other women's war games match was Cora Jade defeat. Well, Cora Jade, Ayo Shirai, Kylie, Kayla yes, Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez defeating the team of Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose. What did you think about this match? Uh, was the match great? No, no, it's probably the worst war games match yet that NXT's done. However, however, they listened to me. They did exactly what I wanted them to do, and that's all that matters. They pushed Cora Jade to the moon. They built the match around Cora Jade, and it made sense because she is your future star. No offense to the Mandy Rose. Eh, full offense. Uh, no offense to JC Jade, who's not very good. Uh, I think JG Adeline's probably going to be a star because, you know, she had the loudest freaking reaction of this entire match, which yeah. I was just sitting there. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Like what 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 did she do to just get over with this crowd that's different from anyone else? <laughs> but I think Joe, I think Gigi can be a star. And there's a reason JC Jane was the one pinned. Uh but Cora Jade, she's a star. She is um the she has the same vibe that an AJ Lee had, same vibe that Bailey had. Very likable, very likable, very easy to get behind, easy underdog to cheer for. She does the dive from the top where i thought she legitimately wrecked her shoulder she sells her shoulder very well throughout the match that you think she's legitimately hurt mm-hmm. she's not by the way <laughs> but you believed I'll, it i'll give her that because i that was yeah. there was some good selling there because i 
I I I was legitimately like I think did did she and and then as as soon as she went over to the other side and they did the whole yeah. Eoshirai gimmick I was like oh okay okay yeah once they did the Eoshirai thing I was like oh okay which was weird <laughs> I was like, like Eoshirai's <laughs> big moment in the match was popping Cora J's shoulder back in I mean I like Eoshirai it's like no 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 you're not leaving we're winning yeah and then just tried to pop her shoulder and that was wild uh but they they went. They, you know, they did the Hail Mary. They were like, okay, let's just get Cora Jade over. Uh, she does a dive. She ultimately gets the pin in the end, despite having one arm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, Yoshirai didn't do too much. I completely forgot Kaylee Ray was in the match. Uh, I completely forgot Raquel was in the match. Me too. <laughs> me, I forgot all of them were in the match. It, was, it felt like yeah. four against Cora Jade, yeah, which is why you said Cora Jade defeated the entire team. Because it, it ultimately was. I mean, she was doing the big spots. She yeah. got the pin in the end. Um, it, this was a massive push built around Cora Jade. Um, and yeah. She's wrestled for three years. She's wrestled for three years. This, this past week was her three-year anniversary. So I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And she'll eventually win the title and then lose the title to Tiffany Stratton. Ew. I mean, that's a great, that was a great ew. Tiffany Stratton impression. <laughs> I feel like that's something <laughs> Tiffany would say about Cora Jade. I don't even, I, I, you know, you said the name and I was like, who the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it's daddy's little girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby, the tennis player. <laughs> the tennis player. The gym, gymnast. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I thought this match was I, I thought this match was fine. I thought this match was perfectly fine. I thought it was some hokey spots. I mean, um, every War Games match they had before like this year was great, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah. I, tough. I, I think I mean part of the part of the problem of like war games is it's long. <laughs> it's they're they're long, they're naturally long matches. Um and on top of that, we're doing two a night. So it's like you have to come up with enough unique ideas and spots to not only differentiate yourself from the one last year, but differentiate yourself from the one happening the same night. Um, so it's you have to come up with a lot of different things. And I, I think there were some cool things in here. Like I said, though, the only thing I remember is the Core Jade stuff. And I guess that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, they accomplished the goal. Now let's talk about Imperium real quick and stop talking about the show. I, w- I was going to save him for last so we get the shit. Oh, good way call. Good call. The- <laughs> we we, I, we I saved the best for last. Those. I just think we skipped those completely. <laughs> Duke Hudson loses his hair versus Cameron Grimes. That you sucked. Have- <laughs> I know. I was like, do we have any ice cold takes? My, my tweet was, if you do a Poison Rana, that doesn't make the match good. And that is how I felt about this match. It was not good. Cameron Grimes is a good wrestler, but this match was not good. That's a, that is my freezing, ice cold take of the year. And can, and then they have Duke Hudson come out on Tuesday in a blonde wig, like doing the same exact thing that Kurt Angle did, what, two decades ago? And not nearly as well because no one gives a shit about Duke not, Hudson. He's not Kurt Angle. Um, yeah, you think I, I care what? any less about Duke Hudson than I already do? No, I don't either. I don't know what they're doing. I I think Cameron Grimes is great. I think Cameron Grimes is someone that they should be pushing, but obviously they're they're putting all their focus on the two people. 
he's young enough to be part of that. I know. That's why I'm mad about it. <laughs> That's why I'm mad about it because I think Cameron Grimes is good. I, I think, mean, he's I your best shot some. at. Uh, he's over with the crowd and everything. Yeah, he he gives you he he at least can be your new underdog. You know, if Gargano's especially gone, like he instantly can be slotted into the babyface underdog role, which I think him versus Braun Breaker down the line for the title, which will happen, makes sense. Yeah, I think if anything, you do Cameron Grimes can take the title off of Champa, and then you can do some other some other situation. To the moon, but more than likely, it's gonna be Cameron Grimes defeating Carmelo Hayes. That's me, my guess. Ooh, that may, that sounds good. That'd be a good match, actually. Roderick Strong defended his NXT Cruiserweight title, which seemingly has no weight limit anymore, so I don't know what they're going to call it. It's just not the Cruiserweight, because whatever. Against Joe Gacy, 8 minutes, 27 seconds. This match, boy, howdy. It happened. It happened. I want to point out that Roderick Strong, great wrestler. Great wrestler. I want to point out Joe Gacy before NXT. Solid wrestler. Solid wrestler. I want to point out this match sucked. <laughs> this was not good. Neither of these two matches in here were good. I let's just, let's just tell it like it is. They weren't good. They started off hot, you know, got a nice war games match, make a star and core jade, and have the tag team match that we're about to talk about. And then they just dump this load of shit on us. It was just terrible, and I hate the Joe Gacy character. It's so boring and stupid, and I feel bad for Roderick. I love Diamond Mine. I'll keep saying that. I love Diamond Mine. I think every single one of them are stars, especially the newer folks. No offense to Roderick Strong. Listen, he's like almost 40 years old. His his opportunities aren't going to be there that much longer in NXT 2.0. But you got the Creed brothers, you got Ivy Nile. I think there's a lot of stock in them. And then you got Malcolm Bivens, of course, who's just, you know, great. But this match sucked. I think this was Joe Gacy's best match in NXT so far. Probably. That tells well, you a lot. Maybe not because he did the breakout tournament. I'm going to say this gimmick of Joe Gacy, it was his best match. That says a lot. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> um, but it wasn't good. Joe Joe Gacy has like the same level of character depth as Tony D'Angelo does. And it's yeah. the same issue as Tony D'Angelo in that great. We saw the we saw the gimmick. What else? What else he got for me? I don't you know what else it's uh, it's yeah. just that, you know? It's that's what it is. And Harlan adds nothing. Has added no. nothing. It's just a guy that's he's just he's just there. He's just a guy that looks terrifying that's just there. He's wrestling this week, I saw. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm Harland on a feeling. Bum, bada, bum. <laughs> Harland's got nothing on Hook. Nothing. Nothing. Speaking about. Harland might be the complete opposite of Hook, actually. Like, he's hideous. <laughs> uh, he's not. He's probably not going to be very good. He's hideous. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's move on to the best match on this entire show. I think we can both agree, and I think everyone in the world agrees. Uh, at least, well, Cage Match actually says this wasn't a best match on the entire show. Yeah, they probably picked War Games. Uh, Dave also says War Games is better than this match. 
Um, and that was the NXT Tag Team title match between Imperium, Fabian, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Yeah, you can take the Von Wagner part out of it because he didn't really do anything to make this match great. What, who, you know, who did do everything to make this match great? That boy, Fabian Eichner. Yeah, ladies baby. and gentlemen, this dude is so good and he's always been so good. Like, since. Since he just, you know, dipped his toe in the cruiserweight classic and he looked like this heavyweight among cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. And he, he he's just he's so good. He's, he's so good. He does things that he shouldn't be able to do. He can fly with the high flyers. He can lift with the super heavyweights. And he's just really good. And that's no shot at Marcel Barthel, who I think is also good. Yeah. He's I think they just work so well together. And I'm sitting here thinking and watching this match. I was like, man, Imperium would be so good like anywhere else. <laughs> they would be so incredible anywhere else. Like imagine that faction in AEW or New Japan. Oh my God. Those three would be amazing in either of those promotions. But they're here in WWE and we just have to appreciate what they're doing anyways. They're still doing it. In yeah. WWE, uh, this was a great tag team match. I thought Kyle Riley looked really good in this match as well, and I was like, "Oh, this is the Kyle we all know and love." Uh, Von Wagner was there. I well, I'll, I'll say to Von Wagner, uh, he's not bad he, in the he's, ring. He's not bad in the ring. I don't think he detracted anything from this match. I don't. I don't no, think, no. I think he perfectly held his own. Was able to, you know, he stay, filled the holes. Fill the holes of these guys. Obviously, this match was built around the three great wrestlers and then Von Wagner was able to do his spot. So I'll, I'll give him some points there. I'll tip the hat there. Yeah. So good, good job. Good job, Wags. Frankenstein. Good job. Vonnie Wags. Monster. Uh, Frankenstein. Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Fabian, I can <laughs> I took, took you a while to get that one. <laughs> well, I was, thinking, I was thinking about the Frankenstein's monster thing. And then I mean, it was like, he, he just, he just, he just called him Vonnie Wags. Vonnie, the, the Wagster. Um, uh, Fabian Eichner was just outstanding. Uh, Kyle Riley was great. Marcel was great. Just the match <sighs> is just all giving all the great spots to Fabian Eichner. This guy's this guy's good, man. This tag yeah. team is good. God, they're good. Yeah, when they get released, oh, they're gonna be great. They're gonna be great at AEW. I hope they don't get released, but like I, I do always fear for these types of people, aka good Any, wrestlers. Anyone that's great in NXT 2.0 right now is like, man, I can't wait to see them leave eventually. Yeah, because they're probably not like it's just scary, and I don't know who's gonna stay, who's gonna go. But uh I I do wanna say Imperium shredded. Like I, I never I don't I think this might be recent, but they are shredded it's upsetting like... how shredded they are <laughs> oh, yeah, as i eat my do- my morning donuts it's upsetting <laughs> how shredded they are uh yeah that, this, hey. this match is great this match is really great i i it's i think i haven't looked at my match of the week stuff yet but i'm pretty sure this is my match of the week uh because it was just outstanding just clearly outstanding. you didn't watch hook wrestle <laughs> well i did sir <laughs> um this match was so good. This match was it so was. good. I like, oh man. And I just don't know where we go next with Imperium. It's obviously, I guess, what's next for them is is the Creed Brothers or. Ooh. Uh, I, I kind of like that thought, though, because of the wrestling base of the Creed Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the tag team division in NXT right now is not too shab. I, I think 
they're they're all pretty good. They're just not built up enough. They're too new. Because we got Imperium, we got Grizzly Young Vets, we got uh, uh, Legato Del Fantasma, Creed Brothers, we got JB and BJ. Um, Excuse me? Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. <laughs> which, And I think that's it. I think that's the entire division. And I think the, all those teams are pretty good. I just think that... I don't not being care up about enough. Briggs and Jensen. I will be truly honest with That's you. Fair. Not That's a fair. big fan of Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> I don't blame you whatsoever. It but is- Imperium versus GYV, just give me that, and then you can do whatever you want with them. Like yeah. you can ruin GYV after that. Just give me that match. Yeah. Also, news that we're not going to talk about ever again: uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven won the NXT UK Tag Team Championships for the first time. And let me tell you, man, let me tell you, let me talk to you, let me talk to you, well, let me talk to you. Uh, I think uh, they are so good, and I'm really sad that no one cares about them anymore. Yeah, uh, so I did that <laughs> bit on a uh, Happy Hour because uh, <laughs> Happy Hour is a great episode on Thursday, by the way. Or it's coming out. Probably, I think it's coming out today. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I don't know if I should spoil it, but basically, it was like I wanted them to name the current NXT Tag Team UK champions, uh, and I was like, "Well, the titles changed today, so if you could tell me who the new champions of t- who changed titles today, who those people are," and they and and they took a shot in the dark and got it right. Because uh, I was Listen. like, I was like, can you name me Pretty Deadly? But yeah, but I but then I followed up saying like, man, Tyler Bate, first ever NXT UK Triple Crown Champion. I don't. Has anyone seen any of his matches lately? I have. <laughs> You're my I watched only them. person. Listen, listen, listen. I want everyone to know that NXT UK has the best brand of champions in WWE right now, and no one knows it. Ilya Dragunov at the top, great. My, uh, Michael Satamara as the women's champion, great. Noah Andar, very good. Heritage Cup champion holder. Mm-hmm. I have no I fucking clue what that cup means. Uh, and now, Mustache Mountain. I like to say mustache. It's I, funny. Uh, mustache Mountain, of course. I which, like how you couldn't make this claim until M- Mustache Mountain won the titles. Listen, I've only seen one pretty it. deadly match before this week. I didn't see it this one yet. I watched uh, Blair Davenport beat up Amelia McKenzie, who, for those who don't know, is Bea Priestley and Millie McKenzie because, you know, names change at WWE. Uh, I don't know why that's the only match I saw from the show so far. How it, is, it just happened. How is Blair Davenport doing? Oh, she fits so well in, uh, like, she... Listen, I'm not a big, I'm not a big B fan, but she fits so well. Like they have made her look like a star. Like they gave her the big entrance, and mm-hmm. uh, it just works. She's probably going to beat Satamora because uh, you don't bring in Bea Priestley probably unless you don't have her win, which sounds so weird, but that's just the truth. Uh, I guess for NXT UK, uh, yeah. but she's a star in there, and I, I'm not a big fan of hers. Uh, but her move, like her. In ring isn't as it's not bad when you compare it to non Joshi wrestlers, which of course she wrestled with for years, so yeah. it was hard to say anything. But yeah, she's uh she's definitely a star that they like makes sense. She's very young still, 
she's good. There's a future so, there. There's a future in Davenport. Well, well, NXT UK, I don't know how much of a future there is. I don't understand that brand. Like, what's the purpose of it anymore? Because I just said they have all these great champions. They have some really good wrestlers that aren't champion, but I have no idea what the point of this brand is anymore. Didn't didn't they release somebody recently? NXT UK? Uh, hold on. Uh, I don't think so. Joseph Connors? Oh, uh, I think he left. Like I think he, I think his contract expired. Yeah. They didn't release him. Oh man, the the tower of NXT UK is falling. To be fair, I don't think he added literally anything to that show. I think he was like with Ginny. Yeah. By the way, Walter is with Ginny. Oh wait, what is this? <laughs> uh, I, I'm just looking at WWE's NXT UK's roster, and I see Ginny. It, it says note here, co-host of WWE The Run-In. What the hell is WWE The Run-In? I don't know, but I need you to see this. Look at this. Oh, I saw that. I, uh, Amanda Amanda grammed that to me the other day. Um, let's move forward. Uh, let's move on to other stuff. We've got three other shows to preview real quickly. We got AEW, which real is quickly. coming. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors World Tag League Finals. And stardom Osaka Super Wars. Scotty, what would you like to talk about first? I think we should end with winter is coming. So let's do stardom first because I feel like we're going to talk about a certain someone for a while on the New Japan show. <laughs> That's the only thing, real, <laughs> real thing to talk about on the New Japan show. Hey, 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 you, you put some respect on Yo's name. <laughs> I like yo. Anyways, uh, Stardom Osaka Super Wars is happening. Oh, this, now I get to cry this next Saturday, December eighteenth. Uh, this is coming off of the heels real quickly of Stardom announcing that since joining Bushi Road, profits have increased two and a half times. Stardom is the number one promotion in Japan and views on YouTube. Paid video subscribers increased three times. And fan club subscribers increased 10 times, plus new TV deals, including a prime time slot on Tokyo MX. So big, um, big news for stardom. They're doing very successful business-wise, so good on them. Damn right they are. We, we 2022, have... the year that stardom becomes a major. Um, the only full card I can find of stardom Osaka Super Wars is on... <laughs> en.superluchas.com There's three matches set. Uh, uh yes. Plus plus all oh, four. There's four set now plus a finals match. Yes. So really there's five total. Yes. Uh so let's go through this real quickly. We have the uh, <laughs> I, I and, and and please correct this website if it's incorrect because I I'm unsure. The World of Stardom title challenge right... I'm going to read also directly how it's written. World of Stardom title challenge right special match. Gauntlet match. Shuri versus Lady C. My Sakura... My Sakura? My Sakura. My Sakurai. My Sakurai. And Waka, Waka Tsukiyama. It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. It's, it's Shuri just murdering people. Yeah. Can't be bad. <laughs> so you is is the right to challenge on the line in this gauntlet? 
no, no. The way Stardom Gauntlets work is that even if you lose, they keep going. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wait. (laughs) First of all, Shuri ain't losing. Uh, These wrestlers have like a combined three wins. And my Sakurai's two are against Waka. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think Lady C will be facing Utami at Dream yeah. Kingdom. No, there's no worry here. It's just like they pretty much were just like, well, you see, Shuri, we don't have a spot for you on this show. Uh, so you kind of just gotta beat people up. And she was probably like, I'm game. All right, let's do it. And uh, that's what that's what they're doing. So yeah, should be fun. Um. You know, I yeah. I, what 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 to preview there? <laughs> what to preview there? Literally nothing. <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Was written here: loser forced unit withdraw captain's fall match. That's the main event. Oh, is that the main event? I assume it probably is. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so. Uh, it's be me crying. Yeah, basically, <laughs> somewhat confusing of a match. It is a eight versus eight match. Where yeah, they changed it? They changed it. So, so usually these matches. Is <laughs> this everyone... website isn't up to date. What the fuck? So, so you know, usually what these matches are is that everyone can get eliminated. Like the the goal is whoever gets eliminated last has to change factions. Yes, but but Stardom realized shit. Queen's Quest is kind of overpowered <laughs> compared to Oedo Tai. So the rules are especially with Konami leaving, you know. Yeah. So the rules are if Momo or Starlight Kid get pinned, the match is over. Yes. Other people can get eliminated, but the match ends once one of them are pinned. And they yes. were like, and I, as soon as they announced that, I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because there's zero chance you pin Otami. Yeah. Or Saya, who have you know the biggest matches at the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So Pain will be uh, rising as Momo is going to get pinned and switch factions. And I'm going to be sad. In theory, Utami could be pinned. Well, she could, but there's just literally no reason now. It would be a dumb reason, but you could have Konami pin her. <laughs> Nothing you matters. Konami pin her. Konami's I mean, leaving. Just... Utami's probably going to lose the title. You know, it's like. I don't think Utami's losing the title. Ooh, we'll get to that. But we'll talk, we'll we'll talk, talk about, about that, that next week. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so basically there's a scenario where this match could be, like, four to one at one point, uh, where it's, like, Momo versus the entire uh, <laughs> uh, Oedo Tai team, uh, and then uh, Momo just pins Starlight Kid, and then she wins, and Starlight Kid becomes <laughs> Queen's Quest. It's not the best rule, but it's, I understand I think why it's they're doing it. I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's definitely different. Um, Can't wait for Starlight Kid to be four on one and just pin Momo and win. Yeah. Or cry. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like with Konami Lini that uh, Momo is getting pinned here and joining um, Oedo Tai. Momo's been the leader of Queen's Quest since Io Shirai left. Yeah, and now she's going to Oedo Tai. And, well, it feels like the replacement there is obviously Utami, right? Oh well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she will be taking over. And they're going to have to add someone new because they're going to be a trio, and that's going to be really weird. Uh, a very good trio, but a trio nonetheless. So, if only yeah, there was a lose. free agent out there that, you know, has friends with you, is friends of Yoshirai. Hmm. 
that would be interesting. Not, I mean, I don't even think she needs to join a group, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to add people. They're probably going to add like yeah. Lady C or something. Uh well, you know, in the Joshi sphere, there's been like nine or ten free agents all of a sudden, so they'll be adding some people. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about the other two slash three matches, and that is a trios tournament for money. Trios tournament for money, a ten million yen prize contest tournament, where it's going to be four trios. Uh, we have uh uh Mika, Himika, and Natsupoi uh on one faction. We have Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, and Kagama in another faction. We have Tam Nakano, Unagi Sayaka, and Mina Shirakawa in another faction. And then we have a team from Marvelous with uh, uh, Takumi Aroha, Rin Katakura, and just Maria. Yes, just, just Maria. Just Maria. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Um, yes, yeah, so, so we're going to have the... It is a tournament where the overall winner is going to get 10 million yen, I assume, at, to just the faction, not each... Um, so the well, first... well, wait, am I mistaken? <laughs> first of all, my time is saying, I want money, let's do this. It's great. That was the, that's this is this is how the entire trios thing happened. She was like, Let's let's wrestle for 10,000 yen because why not? 10 million uh, yen. 10 this th- is it, I believe it's 10 million yen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I, I don't. I don't know about 10 million. The graphic, the graphic has Maybe. the numbers. Oh, no, one. that makes sense. That probably makes sense because that's, I don't know how much yen. That makes sense. That probably makes sense. To give you the conversion, 10 million yen is 88,195 US dollars. Jesus Christ. Some money. Maybe this is the point where I should have brought the big business stardom has. This is true. Anyways. Uh, DDM is putting their artists of stardom titles on the line. Ooh. So, Ooh. if they lose, I think they lose the titles. One, but, would, one would presume. And then, yeah. So, interesting, interesting little uh, tournament here. Listen, they had a pay per view and they have the biggest pay per view of the year at the end of the year. And they're like, let's just do something fun. So that's what they're doing here. Should be fun. I have no clue who's going to win. I mean, stars would make tons of sense. They'd probably be Cosmic Angels, and then well, let's could be DDM. Let's talk about I, that semifinal first. We got uh, DDM, Micah, Himika, and Natsupoi, who are also defending their titles against the marvelous team of Aroha, Katakura, and Maria. Yeah, it should be it should be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I still think I don't. I'm gonna go with DDM, but I really have no idea what because Hameka put the titles on the line mm-hmm. for them because the whole story they're trying to tell us Hameka is like at odds with DDM and she's just doing things, you know, just out of nowhere. Yeah, and she's, uh, she's that's, the wild that's card. the plan here. She's the yeah, wild card of DDM. She is. So that's the plan. Uh, I feel like. If the titles are on the line in this match, DDM wins. But if it's a sense of only if they get to the finals, then maybe they can lose. And then you do Marvelous versus Stars in the main, which makes a lot. That's probably where they're going, honestly, is Marvelous versus Stars. 
Well, then you're saying Marvelous is going to win the uh, the titles and then defend. Yeah, why not? And then presumably defend them in the main event. Yeah, that's that's sure. Well, you, you, <laughs> I'm you just kind of throwing stuff at the wall here. Yeah, it doesn't make any the, sense to me. The other semifinal match is, of course, Stars Mayu Otani Hazuki and Kagama versus uh, Cosmic Angels and Tam Nakano, Sayaka and Shirakawa. It definitely feels it's... like. Uh, it feels like stars could win. I don't know. Stars will win. Stars. Mm. Will win. It's Mayu's tournament. She has to win. <laughs> mm. At least get to the finals. What if she loses? Well, then they. I. Mayu, well, I don't no, know because I, she's not going to wrestle any of them. Mayu, I think Mayu can win this, but I think she's going to lose the finals. Yeah, that's fair. Which means I don't think Marvelous is going to win their match. Which means I think DDM is going to go all the way. But then, but the story with DDM is like they can't work together. So honestly, truthfully, I have no clue who's going to win this. And I guess that's the fun of it because like there's so many like Marvelous winning doesn't make sense. Well, I'm I'm going off the assumption that unless Marvelous is joining Stardom even more, then they can win. If Kyrie is coming in, Stars <laughs> is losing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But right. there's yeah. I mean, That's, my I mean, idea is that they're probably going to keep Mayu Hazuki together. Sayid is going to come back. They'll team in a trio for the Artists of Stardom titles at Dream Queendom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Kyrie Hojo's coming in, you can just toss that right out the door. Uh, I have no idea. It's it's going to be a fun show. Uh, it's not going to be the usual Stardom show where. You have you know all these great title matches and whatnot. It's just gonna be a fun show until the end when I'm very sad. Uh, unless Kyrie shows up, I don't I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, what would you like to talk about next? AEW or New Japan? <sighs> I said we'll end with winter is coming. Oh, you're right. You're right. Let's talk about New Japan. Uh, Best of Super Juniors World Tag League Finals are happening this Wednesday. Uh, I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern? No, that's tomorrow's uh, 9-11. No way. That would be 4 a.m. Japan. Uh, Yeah, 3 a.m. Eastern is what I meant. But that is actually for tomorrow's uh, 9-11 of World Tag League. So let's talk about the easier one to to preview. Uh, And that is Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Best of Super Juniors has had all of their nights, all of their uh, their um, stuff. Uh, the finals have been decided. But before I say those finals, Scotty, let me tell you the st- overall standings for the entire tournament. Um, the overall standings are from bottom to last. Toki with six points. Kanemaru with eight points. Wato with eight points. Bushi with 10. Taguchi with 10. Sho with 12. Ishimori with 12. Phantasma with 12. Robbie Eagles with 12, the champion Desperado with 13, Yo with 14, and Hiromu with 15, meaning the finals is going to be this Wednesday, Hiromu Takahashi versus Yo. They're not very creative. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I knew, I think everyone knew that Hiromu Hiromu was going to probably make it to the finals, and, you know, he doesn't have the title, so there's a good chance he wins. But, like, come on, not creative one bit. Like, he won last year, and we understand Hiromu is the ace of the division, but come on now. Like, 
Come on. There's been some good matches in this tournament. Uh, I was just thinking back to when the show started. And when I say the show, I mean, Ring Post Radio as a whole. And how, like, our first show, we talked about how New Japan was in the shits or something like that. Or it's not the same. And I think as we continuously grow back and you know the sh- our show continues on they are growing back to this place of prominence in the wrestling scene which is great and i think uh this this i mean best of the super juniors and world tag league have nothing to do with that but uh yo versus hiromu takahashi looking forward to it gonna check it out uh i think hiromu is winning I, I just I don't think they're giving it to Yo yet. I think Yo and Show both a lot of potential. Both will be IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, but I don't think they're doing that yet. I don't think they're giving him the Wrestle Kingdom match against El Desperado. I think yeah. they know Despi versus Hiromu at Wrestle Kingdom is the match. We know it ain't gonna be Yo. Uh, so How so dare you. so. How- Dare you. It's gonna be like Hiromo. Eh, doesn't really work. Uh, you know, it's you know, it, great. Sure, I, I'll take your word for it. Did I watch a lick of Best of Super Juniors World Tag League? No, but we're gonna preview it. I mean, in terms, they're of, two very different things. To in, be fair, in terms of, pre- <laughs> I'm looking forward to like Wrestle Kingdom, and it's like, yeah, you so got, you just moved on. I yeah, <laughs> moved, like, like, moved on. I wave my, I wave my, I, I love Best of the Super Juniors, but it was just like, ah, doesn't excite me, <laughs> doesn't excite me, so I just haven't watched it. Um, I've been watching other great wrestling though. Um, have you? Have you? Because we just talked about Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong. So have you really been watching other great wrestling? Great point. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I think Yo is it's a nice little single spot for Yo to have him on this this sort of stage, but he's totally not going to winning because you're looking at Wrestle Kingdom with either it being Yo versus El Desperado in the Tokyo Dome or Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado in the Tokyo Dome. I, I think the the writing is on the wall with who the winner is going to be here. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about the big news. We'll get that, to the uh, we'll get to the big news. No, no, not that news. Oh. Uh after January 29, twenty two, uh, you no longer need to have a seat between people at Cork and Hall. Yes, yes, I that's, forgot about that's that. That's big. That, I think they announced that New Japan announced that yesterday, maybe. Yeah. Where yeah. Uh, uh, as of the end of January, they're going to uh, be allowed to basically, you know, it, it's based on what I read. There, they're still going to have to wear masks, obviously. Um, doesn't seem like they're going to be able to make noise yet, but at the very least, I would have rather they did it the opposite way. Yes, me we'll too. Let them make noise me one too. seat apart. But we'll get double the amount of clapping because they'll be able to get double the people, which means also we might have less New Japan shows. In theory, because they've been running a lot of like nonsense shows and whatnot, and running multiple days of things, um, because they're trying to make up for that lost income. They might still be doing that to make up the previous lost income because they're going to be double the attendance. But that's great news for the business of New Japan uh, and great news if you were one of the, some of the, one of those people that were like, oh, I don't want, you know, these these, um, you know, multiple days of shows or whatever. I don't want that. Then, you know, that's I, I you know, there you go there. That's great be- news for Japan. 
Great news for Japan. That, that's a great forward movement on a, a frozen field in two years. Um, that also, potentially, I don't know how New Japan contracts work or any of their deals work. That could be great news for the wrestlers. That means mm-hmm. the, the gate is double the size. I have a fun question for you at sure. the conclusion of our New Japan talk. Sure. Okay. That's a teaser. Just, just remind me I have it because I will forget. Um, any other thoughts on Best of the Super Juniors? Uh, Kanemaru has been really good. Um, I'm just going to give my overall Bosch thoughts now because I'll never talk about them again. Uh, Please. Show has very much taken on the House of Torture gimmick, ah. uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, Should have been Yo. Very good. Should have been Yo. But, but Yo's nice. Yo's nice. Uh, Desperado, very good still. And uh, Master Watto, getting better every day. So am I. I think <laughs> so. I. I think they need to get to the point where he's just Watto because the master thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it sucks. It's uh, Master Watto is the same depth of character as Tony D'Angelo. How dare? That's fair. <laughs> it's like great. He's he's. But Master Watto's nice in the ring. He's nice. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he's definitely better than Tony D'Angelo in the ring. They should have got Ren Narita in this damn thing. That would be great. Oh, ship him over. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's a human. (laughs) Not just shipping people like that. Come on now. Jesus. (laughs) World Tag League. Uh, uh, We would have been able to do a full preview of the finals if we did this tomorrow. Again, I'm dogging my job here. Um, But uh, because of that, uh, the the final night 11... The final night of like regular competition before the finals is happening tomorrow morning at uh, 3 a.m. Um, Yay. And we have the standings, and there's a couple different things that could determine some stuff here. Um, no one's previewed World Tag League to the point of figuring <laughs> out who the winner could be. It's almost like no one gives a shit. Um, but we have here currently the standings are, and I'll, and I'll, point out the the big ones and the matches when we get to it standings are in last place at zero points suzuki and michinoku um two points two points hanma and makabe two points nagata and tiger mask four points kojima and tenson 12 points <laughs> we go from four points to 12 points tanahashi and toroyano it's tanahashi but also yano so i'm like that's still a lot of points uh, 12 points, Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. If you're a Bad Luck Folly uh, fan, you're no longer going to see they him until next year. gave them 12 points. Yep. Oh, you're not going to see Bad Luck Folly. Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so happy he went back. Gorillas of Destiny, 12 points. Uh, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi at 14 points. Young Goats, House <laughs> Torture, represent. Great Okan and Aaron Hanare with 14 points. Oh, of course. And then Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi at 16. Naito and Sonata at 16. Sabre Jr. and Taichi at 16. Heading into the final or the night 11, which is tomorrow morning, of course. The important matches here are um, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Sabre Jr. and Taichi. Both men, ha- both teams have 16 points. 
meaning that all you have to do is have one team beat the other team. Uh, if they draw, then uh, Naito and Sonata just need to win their match. Wait, I but also I take that back. I take that back. It, they just need to get top two, right? This is this yeah. isn't a round robin. They just need to get top two. Oh man, that fucks me up even more. Uh... <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll make this simple. I think it'll be Goto and Yoshihashi versus uh, Sonata and Naito. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing Goto and Yoshihashi and Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi twice in one week. No, that'd be a bold move. Yeah, so it's it's um, they, one of them are going to win, and then it's going to be Naito and Sonata, unless Evil and Takahashi can play spoiler and beat them. Which wow, this, <laughs> this is a pro House of Torture podcast. Because the other match that's important is Naito and Sonata versus Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. I wonder what Evil's Wrestle Kingdom match is going to be. Could be, it could be for the tag team champions? Who? Nah, he's he's bigger than that. Who are the tag team champions right now? Maybe he's actually going to replace Osprey on night two. Maybe it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> the winner please, of Shingo versus Okada gets evil for the love of all that is holy. Please do not do that. <laughs> Why? I just got. I just got the New Japan World cancel me down. No, uh, Osprey's already in Japan, so uh, we know what he's doing. Yeah, so I think Goto and Yoshihashi, I think that's a good pick. They'll beat the, that. That would be them beating the champions of Saber and Taichi. Um, if they, they get a match. Because we're, you're assuming that the champions are not going to be in the finals match. Um, no, because, because then, then if that happens, you're just going to have that same exact match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Naito and Sonata, Evil and Yujiro could win. If they win, they get 16 points, tying with Sonata and Naito, but they have the win over them. Then it would just be a matter of Great Okan and Hanare losing their match. They're not winning. <laughs> uh, they are facing G.O.D. Great Okan and Hanare are facing G.O.D. Hey, hey, Ryan. Uh-huh. Shit, I forgot what I <laughs> Wow. Uh, what a, never mind. Uh, yeah, so uh, Grito Khan and Hari have to win their match and uh, uh, to, to tie at 16, and I don't know who has the, the draw or the, the tiebreaker they, between Evil and Yujiro and uh, Empire, United Empire. So more than likely, I think it's probably going to be Naito and Sonata. Uh, yeah. I think that's the Which easy one. I, but, you know, Evil being there... I think Evil's being there to tease the thing, but I wouldn't be surprised also if it happens. Uh, the other was, matches are... No, I wasn't done. I oh, wasn't my, done. Uh, I wasn't, uh, uh, I don't, no one cares about the other matches. That's, you just told me Taka Mishinoku and Minoru Suzuki have zero points. They're facing, Ko, they're facing Kojima and Tenzan. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Makabe and Hanma are facing Tiger Mask and Nagata. Tanahashi Did you happen Yano. to see the picture? Tanahashi and Yano are facing Bad Luck Fodley and Chase Owens. What, did, what picture? Did, did you see the picture of Hanma, Tanahashi, <laughs> and, and, and the Cosmic Angels? <laughs> Hanma, Hanma was excited. That's knee pads. <laughs> Hanma has knee pads on. He was ready for some grappling. He was ready. Whatever, whatever Hanma was ready for, he, he knew his knees were going to get scruffed up. So he wanted to... He wanted to, uh... Too much, too much, too much. <laughs> uh, uh, Sonata and Naito are my pick to win the whole tournament. 
they makes the most sense because those two, you know, they're pretty prominent names in New Japan, and I don't think they have a clear singles matches mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom. So having them face dangerous techers for the titles sounds like a uh, good choice to me. Plus, if they both win their matches, they would both get 18 points and totally be in the finals, and then it's simplified that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, baby, I am. Yeah, them I, over chaos. That, was, that should be actually a really good final. Yeah, I think that be. I should think that could be a good fu- final. Uh, Lij versus chaos. Um, and then yeah, and then presumably whoever wins that. Do you have a p- idea for the winner of what that match could be? Lij versus, and then eventually going against Techers at yeah Wrestle Kingdom because I don't know what else you do with Naito. Yeah, I think Naito's. I think Naito's. Naito is is slowly joining Dad's club. How dare you? No, I mean I I understand what I'm saying there, and I know the standing you're a Naito fan, but I think it you know with the amount of injuries and the amount of and he just doesn't have knees, okay? And, and basically, his big story being you know ultimately over, it is sort of like yeah, yeah. you know what is. Yeah. yeah. What is his name? No, he's entering Tanahashi Club. Yeah, I think Tanahashi oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Club is different from Dad's Club. I I can agree to that. I can concede to that point. That's that's a fair point. Um. Yeah. No. And then yeah. And then we'll have a good spot. Have that. And um. Oh, and then uh, Katsuri Shibata is gonna come over and announce that he's gonna be wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Baby. Time out. <laughs> You're just gonna <laughs> toss in that Katsuri Shibata making a major announcement. You're just like yeah. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah uh, Shibata's fucking dope, dude. He's gonna be they there. They came out with new T-shirts for him Ooh. on Pro Wrestling Tees and New Japan's website. It's happening, Ryan. 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 I am so close to my mic right now. Oh, no. Can you tell? Sure. Ryan. Let me, put, let me turn you down. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Shibata's coming back. Yes, the post saying here from New Japan that Katsuri Shibata will be in attendance at the finals. She has expressed he has a major announcement that he would like to deliver directly to the fans. And we're going to hope it says, I am cleared. And then the crowd goes wild. First time they cheer anything, they're just going to jump out of their seats and then kenta walks down to the ring and says you and me for the iwgp united states championship at wrestle kingdom oh my god i just set the match no no well kenta's not gonna put the challenge down he's gonna come out and beat the crap out of shibata and then shibata will challenge his ass that's fine either way that's gonna be amazing oh my god this is this is happening and then and then they're gonna give shibata the world title on night two instead of osprey it's gonna be amazing Oh, he's got the towel. He's got the towel. The wrestler, Katsuyori Shibata. I'm excited, man. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Shibata's awesome, dude. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? I'm a ten, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask me. Let me ask. Let me ask you my new Japan question before we move on. Sure. To AW winter is coming, which will probably winter. be like a two second conversation. Winter is coming. What is the future of Jay White? <laughs> because 
<laughs> I, I saw so I saw him was Nemesis have, a live show by the way <laughs> I just yeah, assumed he was at was. the live show uh, he faced Christopher Daniels was, no was that, was that a show we should have watched and reviewed <laughs> it didn't happen yet it didn't happen okay. yet it wasn't live okay that's uh, what I it's, thought. it's a New Japan strong uh, taping okay that's what so, I thought <laughs> but he challenged you know AEW guys mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking he's you know He's not going to be on Wrestle Kingdom. No. And one year ago, he was in the main event of night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Which and my, I currently my match of the year, I think. Which to, to, I need to rewatch it. I've been thinking, I've been like, I was saying it the past couple of days, and I was like, you know, so much wrestling has happened. I need to rewatch that one match because mm-hmm. it's been a long time. And I remember like, I watched it early i watched it when wrestle kingdom was airing live and like that was not the mindset at like 6 a.m to watch a storytelling <laughs> match yeah <laughs> it just yeah, wasn't yeah. it so i'm gonna rewatch it but what what is his future man because he's not gonna be at wrestle kingdom and uh, we we were literally we, we are a year removed from saying this is gonna be the year of jay white and this has been the wasted year of jay white well, if Jay White wants to be at Wrestle Kingdom, then he would probably have to fly over and, and fly over like the 19th. Now. <laughs> like he has maybe a week left in America that he needs to fly over. And I, I just don't think he I don't think he wants to. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know what's up with the guy. I mean, he seems he's having I understand. All the right now. He's throwing T-shirts at a Clippers game with Hikaleo. Like he seems like he's doing great. Like he's, he's, he's thriving. He's, he's so good. Yeah. And he's just doing nothing. There's gotta be I mean, there's gotta be some reason, right? You know, there's gotta he be just probably doesn't want to go to Japan with the current uh you know, with the COVID stuff. I mean that's my guess. Because he's afraid that he's gonna what gonna be stuck there? Maybe. I I I can't I can't think of any other reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the media question is, I have no idea how long he has in his contract, because um, that is even up in the air. Um, uh, besides that, I don't think New Japan's, I don't think New Japan's gonna like fire the guy. Why would New Japan do that? Why would they fire JY? JY yeah. is, I think a lot of us agree. He's like. He's not the future of pro wrestling, but he is like, if you add him to any company that isn't New Japan, mm-hmm. he's like instantly the guy to build around. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I do not know. I think he's just going to be doing more and more strong stuff between, you know, now and I, I, I don't know if, if you're, if you're Kidani, if you're New Japan, if you're Jay White, you got to start like looking yourselves in the mirror, right? And start being like, look, either you COVID is not seeming like it's going to go away anytime soon. Japan's obviously super strict. Um, you got the, these variants out here, these sister variants. You got boosters, which I'm getting today, by the way. I'm getting Monday. Oh, nice. I'm getting look today. Look at us. Look at us. I'm getting my booster at 2.30 and then... I am working a, a, a tomorrow and I potentially might wake up with symptoms, which means I might not work tomorrow. 
<laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? And um, you can watch Final Battle. Yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, so I don't. It's just you got to start looking at yourself in the mirror and be like, COVID is not necessarily ending anytime soon. I can see him maybe going if he could be going back when the crowds f- are fully there. Um, but then there's still crapping, cl- crapping, <laughs> clapping crowds. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it It's really hard to predict because he's purposely he is purposely making it uh, mysterious. So, I, you know, it's just who's to say. But if I was Kadani, if this guy is not coming back to my Japan company anytime soon. I mean, in the same breath, though, he's also selling, helping selling tickets to the American promotion of Strong. So fucking, you know, who cares, right? But like, I just, I don't, I just feel like New Japan doesn't care enough about Strong. I, I think they do. I think they do. I think Kadani especially because he's the guy that started all the New Japan U.S. expansion. He was the guy spearheading the U.S. expansion. But uh, and is having, that really worth not having Jay White on your Japan shows? Like he was your. Well, I mean, well, here's here's my argument to that though. Real quickly, is that while New Japan can only sell however many tickets in uh, Japan, they can sell a lot more tickets in America. And but they're not. I know. <laughs> That's also a great point. They're not. They're selling like after Jay White, it's they are guys. They're selling as good as GCW. Which is not, not, not I think it's a good thing. Not knock on GCW. I mean GCW is getting up there and New Japan's starting to go down there and they're meeting in the middle there. Um, if they ran the same buildings as GCW. Which they can. Would, they officially can now. They, it would be better for them, I think. Yeah. I think New Japan just should go all out and do some, like, the Wrestling Dynasty show. They should just come and do that in the United States. Yeah. It, the problem is, is just it's just New Japan's still very cold. And it's still very cold. And I don't know what will heat them up. I, I, here's my thought. Is this New Japan Forbidden Door stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Noah... Seemingly all Japan, unless MLW has something to say about it. <laughs> uh, DDT, and I think there was someone else, but I don't remember. Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate. And then, you know, kind of also stardom. In Which is Bagel. a big one. Dragon Gate's a big one. Dragon By the way, stardom has a match on the uh, mm-hmm. second uh, Wrestle Kingdom day. Um, so my thought there is, if that Forbidden Door stuff can build up heat back on new Japan and get people excited again. I wonder how that will affect new Japan American ticket sales. Cause I wonder really like, like how much of new Japan's excitement, the the core company's excitement is built around will help American sales. I feel like it will. um, Even if strong is no one's really watching it, but yeah, there's, there's still there's good stuff happening on Strong. That's the problem. It's just there's, yeah, it's just that's what it is. There was a lot of good matches. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Okada winning the title will help heat it up. I really do. I think that changes a lot in the way people look at New Japan because they'll be like, oh, he has the title. Okay, mm-hmm. you have my attention. But back to the Jay White thing, real quick. There's a lot of potential that's just it needs. I I feel like it's being wasted 
and I, I would like to just see him do something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want 2022 to be a wasted year for him. Yeah, and I and I do want 2022. He's been teasing a lot. I really would love 2022 is just Jay White facing AEW people. That could be fun. Jay. That would be fun. J yeah. J A A J A J W. The that's that's a no. That's a promotion. A A J W is yeah. That's one hundred percent promotion. Dang it. it. That was that was the biggest Joshi promotion ever. <laughs> Speaking of AEW, uh, winter is coming. <laughs> is coming this Wednesday. Uh, yeah. At Gar- in the Garland, Texas, Curtis Caldwell Center. Um. Uh, Dynamite uh, is going to be having their Winter is Coming event. Of course, you recall last year where they had the world title match and the return, not even the return, but the debut of Sting. So you can expect the expectation is of similar note because you have a world title match and you have some free agents out there. So we'll, some. See, we'll see. Yeah, we got a lot. Um <laughs> Going down this card real quick, uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the dynamite diamond ring real quick. I baby. hate the stupid ring with a passion. <laughs> Why do you hate the I ring? Hate do you hate the I ring? I just don't get the ring, but do you hate the ring more or less than the heritage cup? Hey, heritage cup's nice. Uh at least at least it's like a considered a title. This diamond ring matters two nights of the year, yeah. and then it just you forget about it until MJF pulls it out of his shorts and hits someone with it. Yeah. Uh, I think MJF should win. I mean, I don't under Dante Martin with the diamond ring makes no sense. <laughs> Good spot for him though. Give him, give him some drip. Why not? Uh, yeah. He also, he also isn't friends with team Tess anymore. So that lasts a lot. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think there's a chance Dante can win this. There's definitely a chance. I think there's a chance he could win this. Maybe he'll win it. He'll give it to Leo, and Leo will sell it, and they'll just get (laughs) really cool gear. Ooh, what (laughs) what an idea. They'll get matching gear, and... (laughs) I don't know. It's, it, the ring makes no sense. It's going to be a good match. MJF versus Dante Martin. A look into the future. Probably a future world title match someday. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. You know, I definitely think this is uh, uh, has potential to be pretty good. Um, uh, Dante, I think, could win it. I think there's potential there. I kind of do like the idea of Leo Rush selling it off. I think that could be fun. <laughs> but we also have no idea if Dante has realigned himself with Leo Rush. Well, they came out with a shirt with Leo Rush and Dante Martin on it. Really? Together. <laughs> oh, like really? Yesterday. So I was like, I guess they're back together. <laughs> do you do you think do you think Dante wins it and they use the diamond ring to buy Dante? Leo Rush uses the diamond ring to buy Dante out of his contract? His his FTW contract? I think Ricky Starks could do some good shit with that ring. Yeah. Listen, I like Ricky. But if you're Starks. gonna if you're gonna Taz. do that, if you're gonna do that, have Ricky Strucks win. <laughs> what are Team, we doing? This is true. Team Taz. Yeah, they have three people. But that's all they need. That's all they need right they, now. I, I, got, someone told me they build assassins. They sure do. I did you see Hook? <laughs> <laughs> Hook is great. Uh, this is going off the rails. Let's finish the show. Yeah, uh, MJF. I I would like MJF not to win because it's like okay, three years in a row. Great. I'll see you again next year. Yeah. 
It, I can see CM Punk screw him. Yeah, yeah. The the issue with the MJF stuff is just like it the the this ring f- means less and less with each year MJF wins it. <laughs> like it it doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, we'll do this means nothing. Matt Seidel versus Wardlow. Do you think anything will happen in this match? I had no clue this match was happening. Apparently it uh, is. I think Wardlow destroys Matt Seidel, and I have to hear his awful theme song, so that's tough. Yeah, we talked about this before, that as soon as Wardlow turns face, you know he's getting a new theme song. Gotta, because this one is painfully bad. This is it is, is And war. they say it like 10 times, this and then the music war. happens. Yeah. I like Wardlow. I think this would be a, it could be a pretty good match. Maybe we'll eventually... ah, love the big beef moment in the in oh, the yeah. battle royal between Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. It's like, yeah, this is this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Didn't go far, but it was cool. When do you think Wardlow is going to turn on MJF? Oh man, I've been wondering. I've been wondering because like they are teasing and teasing and. Te- Eventually, this guy's just got to stop being a bitch and make the turn. I think he will either turn during an, during the MJF Adam Page world title match. Or, or after. Or after. Or after, assuming MJF wins. So he has the title, and now Wardlow yeah. is like, great, now I'm going to challenge for that title. Um, I don't know. Uh, Serena D versus Hikaru Shida three. This match, boy howdy, Serena Deeb, uh, one of my favorite female wrestlers of the year. Hikaru Shida has also had, I don't want to say a great year, but in this past couple months of Deeb, it's been out. Well, there was those four months where you didn't see her on TV, so that's yeah. tough. Yeah, 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 it's it's tough to be great. I mean, Serena Deeb had that too. She got hurt like four times, but this is also true. Uh, I think this will be very good. I love their second match. Uh, one of the best women's matches in AEW all year, uh, which Serena Deeb is part of, I'd say, two of the three, actually. Yeah. Her match with Riho, yep. great. Yep. Match with Hikaru Shida, great. And then, of course, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, which was just a different animal. But uh, looking forward to this one. Looking forward to this one, King. <laughs> going to be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, I think, I think, I think Deeb should win. Yeah, mm. I think because, well, Deeb should win if Soho's winning the TNT uh, TBS championship. Yeah, I could see like Sheeta winning and challenging Baker. I can see Deeb winning and challenging Soho, assuming it's Soho. yeah. Even though I did say at the beginning, Jade Cargill, and I'm still on track. Or, or yeah, like you, who said Deeb. <laughs> or I guess it could also be Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. Ooh, Ooh baby. Oh, that that Ooh. that'll be a world title match. Ooh, baby, I wanna see that match. All right, world title match. Hangman Page. What, no, no, the- real, real quickly before we get to the world title match, I had a legitimate question for you. Um, oh, nice. Uh, about the AEW women's division. Ooh. Can we get a can we get a vibe check on the AEW women's division real quickly? It has been churning out a lot of really good matches lately. A lot of Hell great yeah. matches lately. And I don't see many people complaining about the AEW women's division. Now, yes. I could complain right now if you want me to. I know, I know. They only have one match a show. 
And they but now one... it's a good match of show. <laughs> and now they have it's now... not the bunny. <laughs> we've been now even having a lot of great matches on the show. So yeah. where where do you, where's where's the vibe check for the women's division on your part? We're on the come up. That's that's I think that's the vibe. We're grow- they're growing. They're growing. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Riho thought had a very good match on Dynamite this past week. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter is very good. Riho, of course, very good. Uh, but what they've started to finally do is put, you know, their best in the ring on TV. And I know for a long time they're trying to avoid that because, you know, the rate rankings and whatnot. But they've added people to the roster. I think someone like Jamie Hayter, you know, you can have her lose once in a while because you know she's still a young part of the roster and clearly they're building to the moment she turns into a baby face or heel or whatever it takes out Britt baker like they're building to that but uh it's it's all good vibes right now in the women's division they're growing they're growing i think the tbs title tournament has helped a lot and I think that will help it a lot overall because now we should have two women's matches on pay-per-view, which is good. Yeah, there was, if, if we all recall, when the last time we were getting like consistently good stuff on in terms of women's matches were when they were also having the NWA title being defended. Yes. Um, granted, at the time, it was Rosa, and then it became Deeb, and that was also great stuff. Um, but the... Um, so they're doing the same idea here. We're having a bunch of good matches. and Because at the end of the day, yes, we would all like more women's wrestling on the show and more stuff happening. But if for whatever reason we can't have more women's wrestling, having it be killering match, killer match, killer match after over week after week after week, you know, Best I'm way to here do for it. Best way here to do for it. I think Statler and Soho are pretty good. Uh, Hater versus Riho is amazing. I think this match is going to be amazing. D versus Sheeta. So I think that the um, they've been on a good stride of great women's matches lately, and I'm mm. I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't see anybody complaining on Twitter. I don't see anybody complaining on Twitter. Yeah, so I it think must, once it must be Baker good. loses the title, yes. Uh, no offense to her, but uh, people will probably be singing from the rafters because it'll be thunder rosa and thunder rosa is great yeah the 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 big problem that aw had for a long time is that the entire women's division is only built around baker and thankfully with the tbs title uh it is now can be built around someone else yes yes the problem is is that who will that be who will it be in the match will it be jade will it be rosa will it be soho will it be rose I still think it should be Jade, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I, think- I, I like I like the idea of just the absolute monster push mm-hmm. right out of the gates with the title because I don't think she should be getting a world title shot anytime soon. I just, but you know, with the TBS title, I don't know. We'll see. Ruby's a great choice too. Yeah, AEW World Title Match. Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW World Title his first ever defense against Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Boom, ba-da, boom, boom. Sorry, it's in my head. Uh, time limit draw. Nobody gonna stop me now. Something's how something never hunt but now. You've never heard the female vocal track of that song. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's a banger, as, a, as the kids say. It's a banger and a half. It's um, so good, and he needs to embrace it. What is 
in your mind, the likelihood of Brian Danielson winning? Give me a percentage. Thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Very precise. Very precise of you. Why? Why? What? What's the thirty? Thirty-eight percent for? Because I think it's not completely out of the realm like people want to just say it. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think this is the type of booker Tony Khan is. I don't think he's just going to cut the legs out from Hangman Page. But you never count out Brian Danielson, ever. And I think the story that he's on, at least he's making me believe he could win, even if he has no shot, you know? Like, on a booking standpoint, he probably has no shot. But story standpoint, he has as good a shot as any. He went to a 30-minute draw with Kenny Omega. He has beaten everyone, everyone, and decisively recently. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got what it takes to take out Hangman Page, and I think this is just the first of what will be a two-match uh, series for them. I think they go to a draw uh, because you have the worked-in uh, showtime remaining time limit instead of the 60-minute mm. time limit. That's what I'm thinking they do. So maybe they start the match at 9.30, show goes, and you go into a draw and that sets up the rematch for Battle of the Belts in January. Hmm. Hmm. Which Hangman wins. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think ultimately Adam Page is going to be winning this feud, obviously. Yeah, as he should. As he should. Um, but yeah, I there's there's something to the draw idea that I like. I do agree that that's not necessarily the booker that con is because you know you sell the tickets to this thing and you know you can sell a tickets to like a punk match or something at battle of the belts yeah. or mjf or whatever well i think it's all title matches yeah 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 um but no that's no that's what i mean like uh page versus punk or page versus mjf gotcha um you know you can do that but also tony con is the kind of booker that doesn't want to burn things so if he can do this twice because also, presumably, you know, there's also the New Year's Smash show that had previously... Is it Smash or Dash? I think it's New Year's Smash. Dash in New Japan. It's yeah. Smash. This New Year's Smash, presumably... Day one. Sorry. Day one. Last year, uh, New Year's Smash defendant had a world title defense, so maybe there. There's TBS Ooh. around the corner. Um, that Kenny Omega Phoenix match is nice. <laughs> Chef's kiss there. Um, I do think Adam Page... Now, the question is here... Yeah, I can see that maybe being a draw, but I think Adam Page winning... Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know. There's well, something about Adam Page winning that's just like... it. To me, it's not narratively satisfying for Adam Page to be winning here. And I think part of it is because this entire build has been about turning Brian Danielson heel... And kicking his crap out. I do think, though, however, that Adam Page will win, and then Brian just be like, "Oh, I was never a heel. I just wanted to see yeah, that that I do too. not coward shit." And I'll shake your hand after the match. Yeah, I think the handshake will, will be like, "Oh, Danielson's not mm-hmm. heel. He was just saying he's the best, and he lost, so yeah. 
he faces that. And then Ring uh, of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham will come out and deck Brian Danielson. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. Uh, ROH Invasion Angle, head, helmed by Jonathan Gresham and Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Uh, uh, do you think any surprises happen uh, in this match or just the show 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 uh, yeah show is going to show them. <laughs> uh, uh, some torture takeover baby that would be terrible please don't do that yeah I think I for, oh man try, to, mean, free, try well, to remember all the free agents <laughs> hold on no well yeah well, there's a lot of free agents I think Look, hold on. Hold on. I'm joking. I was joking, but look, I think Kyle Riley is gonna show up this show. I think I think he's gonna show up. I think that this is the that's the sting spot. But maybe they do a double <laughs> nothing says sting like Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> the sting of our generation. This is Kyle O'Reilly. Surfer, <laughs> Surfer O'Reilly. Um Remember when he did Cool Kyle? I can't wait for that. Or oh, that's oh oh that's they're bringing in Kyle O'Reilly so that he can have a match against Orange Cassidy because they're feuding with best friends. God damn it! Damn you, TK. <laughs> TK knows what he's doing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's one hundred percent coming in. Um, wow, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. He said one hundred percent. Wait, coming you in. mean one hundred percent overall? One hundred percent. Winter is coming. I'm gonna say 100% overall, well, ni- yes. 90% winter's coming because I think you know you could they have like four different things where he could show up in. It's a matter of whether or not he wants to take a break, <laughs> like a week. Yeah, they off. got four major shows within yeah. the next month. They got new winter's coming, New Year's Smash, TBS debut, mm-hmm. and Battle of the Belts. Yep. I don't think Battle of the Belts you get a debut, but those other three. Well, you could with the amount of free agents that are out there. Um, Keith Lee, when is Keith? When is Keith Lee ready? Uh, I've been waiting for this man. I've been waiting for this man to be free. I'm waiting for my man to be free. Uh, February second. Fuck. That <laughs> that's is nowhere close. That's that's like Battle of Belts is the eighth of January. And Swerve is two weeks after that. And if anyone's been paying attention, Swerve can't stop being around AEW people. So I think we know where he's going. MLW. <laughs> oh, someone said that to me the other day. I was like, please don't do that to him. Yeah. I um, understand, like, best version of Shane Strickland was in MLW, but listen, MLW might be worse than it was back then. Um, well, but to go back to what I was saying, <laughs> uh, I was joking well, about Kyle. Well, you, no, I think that's 100% happening. <laughs> I think also that's why they're feuding with best friends. Everything fits, all the puzzle pieces fit very well. What if what if we did a Ring of Honor invasion angle? I would love that. And they feud with, I don't know, Dark Order or something. Love I, it a little less. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, who's available? Do you want it to be Big Money Matt Hardy? Um, How dare you? What if Big, Big Money Matt Hardy brings him in? Because um, I'm thinking about it, and obviously there's people that they're going to want to pick up. But with final battle ending, that entire roster is available. And you could, if you're TK, put all these people in short-term contracts to 
do a run, do a ROH angle, and then they can all just go back to ROH after the fact. I think the Briscoes are coming. I think the Briscoes are coming. Like, I think they're coming in full time. Uh, you know, there were the reports a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that they were backstage. And I think they're just the type of guys that wanted to respect their Ring of Honor contract, unlike a certain bald, bearded man. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just be just because Brian Johnson, the guy that had to end up going back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because <laughs> Brian Johnson showed up at Beyond doesn't mean that he is. Uh, I can't believe you just attacked Brian Johnson like that. Hey, uh, that's fair though, because I did say bald bearded man. It's Mecca versus everybody, and I'm everybody. <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking Big Show personally. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I would like a Ring of Honor invasion, but you'd have to like pick very specific people, or I'm not going to care. Because well, like, no offense to. I don't know, Brian Johnson, but I'm not going to care if he just strolls into the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor pure champion, Brian Johnson? Mm. No, I mean, there's, I mean, we got Josh Woods coming in. Uh, well, not coming in, but showing up on Dark. Um, Josh the Yay. Woods Goods. Um, I, I think you got to pick up Gresham. I think you pick up Oh, also, by the way, can I go go really go back all the way to the beginning of the show with Brian Danielson, Jonathan Gresham stuff? If you're TK, why the fuck would you give that match to Ring of Honor when you are a week away from being able to just pick up Jonathan Gresham <laughs> and do that match yourself? Listen, listen, I understand that. And like Revolution sounds like a great spot to do it. Uh, why, but, why the fuck are you going to let them have that? Because payday? we like to dream here, Ryan. This is this is a place of dreaming. Yeah, this but is a place a, of hope. This is a place of and business. we are impatient bastards. This is and we just want business. the match. Anyways, Adam Page is winning. <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, Adam Page is winning. This has been a long show. It was expected to be a long show, yeah. and this is without the Ring of Honor final battle review but you know what we're gonna have next week for everyone we're gonna have a ring of honor final battle review we're gonna have a best of the super junior world tag league shibata announcement review and freak out we're gonna have an osaka super wars review we're gonna have winter is coming coming review we're gonna have there's definitely a preview that i'm not thinking of uh we'll probably uh preview dream queendom no no, because that's 10 days after, so we'll have another show in yeah, between there. But we'll be taking a break on the 26th. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, my God. Because we have of so Christmas. much to do. But, but right, yeah. We're taking a Christmas break because right. it's Christmas. But we'll also say, now that we're kind of in plugs territory here, uh, we'll also be revealing the nominations for the Count Out Year End Awards here on Ring Post Radio. Next week. Next week, right. baby. Oh my god, that's gonna be a big dog. Oh, it's a big dog. I have we have so many announcements. I there are this year in wrestling, uh there is never there has never been like anyone that's like, oh definitely this person. So like we have so many nominations. There was barely crossover in any of the count uh team members uh nominations. Let me see if I can oh, tell you what the uh biggest nomination category is. 
Oh, good. Uh, uh, and then, and then the week after that, I'll keep talking. So yeah, Christmas. And then the week after that, it's day one, Wrestle Kingdom, Str- Stardom Dream Queendom, year Battle end, of year Belts. End, year end award winners. <laughs> year end award winners. Battle of Belts. It hard to kill. Me, me and Ryan are planning to do some sort of award type like year in review show. Oh my god! That, yeah, I think you're right in saying that. That we just should just move the year end award show to its own show. It really, yeah, because that's going to be at least an hour of conversation. So I think we're just going to have two separate shows in a week span to make up for our Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just got so rattled with all of that. We have so much to talk about wrestling says oh yeah you want more no no it's okay well here's more oh okay okay cool cool, cool. sorry um i think the most nominations in one category is 13 oh no we have 13 nominations in two categories my apologies 13 nominations in two categories uh, and we'll explain. Uh, we'll announce it next week, obviously, and we'll explain how how the voting process and everything is, and we'll give out links. And yeah, we'll probably do our own special show for the ye- count out year end review, uh, year at uh, year end awards as well. Um, count out year end rewards. Me and Ryan reviewing our match race. That is a big show. That's going to be a big show in itself. Lots of wrestling talk. Yeah, we're going to have to record two separate shows that week because. Yeah. We'll There's figure that so out and let you guys pa- know. What? We'll figure that out and let you guys know at home. We'll yeah. Yeah. The, the post Christmas episode is going to be a big dog. Yeah. Woof, woof. It's going to be sometime between Tuesday the 28th and probably Friday the 31st of, January, yeah. of December. Yeah. Sometime. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure out when we get there. Yeah, maybe like Thursday. And then we're going to have a late night show, maybe on the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Ring night sh- radio back. Ring show radio nights is approaching. Oh, baby. Wow. Okay. This was a long episode. Yeah. Ryan, what was your match of the week? My match of the week, uh, I already brought it up before. Uh, very quickly, it was Imperium versus Kyle Riley and Von Wagner. Can you believe uh-huh. I gave a Von Wagner match four stars? That's tough. <laughs> can you can you believe it? In what world did I believe months ago that I was going to give Cal Bloom four star match? But boy, it's howdy, here we are. Week. Boy, a tough week. That match was really good, folks. I really liked it. I think I also just gave it four stars. I'm scrolling to my list to see what I gave. Uh, it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything from NXT because I don't want to be original here. Wow! Wow. wow! wow! Listen, I watched a lot of wrestling from like. A couple of weeks ago this week. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling from this week. So like that's why I'm lost here. Same. But yeah, War Games is definitely mine. I give that match four stars. I thought it was great. Uh while Scotty's thinking, I'll do my plugs. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. You can follow the entire show at Countout Pod on Twitter. That's the where the network is. We don't have a Twitter. Ring Ring, Ring Post Radio doesn't have one. Maybe we should. I don't know. That's more nah, probably more not. stuff we gotta do. Um but you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. Um, we stream the show typically every Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morn, um, to, on Twitch. Tuesday? Did I say Tuesday? Sunday. Typically, 
we t- we uh, live stream the show every Sunday morning like, on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. So check us out there. If but we also do the podcast version. There's an audio version every single day that comes out on Sunday. It doesn't come out every single day. It comes out on Sunday, and you can listen to that and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. If you can leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. Really helps out us. Helps out the show. We also got stickers in the Countout Network, CountoutPod.com store. So go there, buy some stickers. Or you can also become a member of the Countout Family Membership, where uh, you can uh, spend $5 a month and put that towards Ring Post Radio or any of the other shows that we have on the network uh, to directly support us uh, and directly support uh, the therapy I'm going to get from working uh, six days next week. So uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Six-day work week and then going straight into Christmas break. Here we go, BB. Oh, yeah. Ryan's going to be raged up for next week's episode because he's going to have six weeks. Six weeks. Jesus, fuck. Six days in a row of work. Yeah. And you have Saturday to, like, decompress, watch a bunch of wrestling. And Sunday, he's just going to be spinning out takes like it's nobody's business. He's going to be like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, baby. Bang, bang, bang. Here's this. Here's that. Here's this. Here's that. Yeah, and baby. it's going to be great. I can't wait. Scotty. Uh, I guess I will just be different slightly from you and say that the men's war games match was really good. So check that out. Um, I was also going to say, couldn't, couldn't end well, up doing it. Couldn't end up finding something else from it. Well, I was going to say Lucha Bros versus FTR was pretty good. It wasn't like this crazy. I thought it was their best of their trilogy. I agree. I love their trilogy. Yeah, like I, th- I think they're just two teams that, did, but I thought, or I guess they had four matches, but I thought this was their best. I thought it was really good. Um, and I could have just said Hook versus Fuego del Sol if we really wanted to, you know, talk about matches that delivered, uh, but that did not even come close to four stars. So <laughs> I, did, I didn't uh, say it, but yeah, um, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter for my many thoughts throughout the week. Uh, and uh, we got a big week next week. Big week. We huge have, week. So, what? Two? We have like three or four shows in a row that are ginormous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus the extra show. Yeah. I think, I think I included that. I think in my brain. I think in my math. Yeah. That's four. That would make four. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Because then oh. we, have, we have the the week we come back from the curses break to do a bunch of previews and reviews. But then the week following that is reviewing Wrestle Kingdom. So it's oh, just, God. We're, and then and then and then a couple weeks after that's the Royal Rumble. I, I like the Royal it, Rumble. It, sorry, I take that back. A couple weeks after that is going to be uh the Royal Rumble and also GCW Hammerstein. Don't worry, one of those will one of those will probably be a letdown. The Royal Rumble? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Okay, well, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for watching us. Uh, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you all next time. Have a good day. Goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. 
And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. <laughs>